Blog Talk Radio. Trav, that's Cam, 
you want to call in and talk to us, we certainly would like to talk to you. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. And I'm going to say that one more time for everybody. 347 202 Make sure everybody's listening and got that. Um, if you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime. Do it. I feel like a complete shit. <laughs> I guess that was revenge. Anytime <laughs> during the show, uh, anytime during the week, you can email us. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Hit us up on the email tip, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, of course, is always. A way to get at us. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. Uh, a little bit happening on the show Twitter. Always uh, spikes of, you know, show day, especially with, uh, with Cam's uh, poll gimmick. Pause. Uh, the last you know, four to six weeks, so uh, that's always interesting. The, la- the the day of the show here. Uh, so shout out to to the Manhattan. I'm sorry, the Manhattan night. I don't know, Mike, that guy. Uh, a couple other people. Vince Whiteflame, who we talked, who me and Wade talked to earlier from Finland, in the house, and uh, everybody else throughout the week that hit up the show Twitter. I know Josh going, yep, yep, shut up, shut up, Josh. <laughs> uh, wait, is Cam tagged in that? You see that tweet that Josh just sent out, Cameron? Is Cam back with us? Should be. Unless we got two five one twos on the line. Okay, maybe he put me on mute. Because he was kind of clanging and banging. Um, well, your 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 mic's open, Cam. So jump in when you when you're ready. But the old number, in like the first four years of the East Coast Cast, the, the number was you know a six six one number, and then it changed to this three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. And I remember just being like super pissed, like what the hell? But the old one still works. And apparently, <laughs> Cam and Josh, everybody. I think Chris Cox, when he does his screenshots, it's uh, the old 661 number they're calling. And the same thing's happening on the uh, the live cast. The number just changed. And I'm not remembering. I got the new one. I mean, I got the old one. And uh, I don't need that. And, like, this one, the old one's going to probably work forever. (laughs) As long as the show is... A thing, you know, have that number will be associated with it until it's not. So, but still, shut shut the hell up, Josh. <laughs> Wade asked me, uh, so do you have the new one memorized? I was like, 
nope for reasons that uh, I won't get into because <laughs> you're trying to get this new number over. You don't want me coming in like, the old one still work. I don't need to. But here I will. So, all right. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I did kind of walk in somewhere that was really, really loud and didn't want to, uh, you know, throw things off. <laughs> it was really yeah, loud. No, no. I walked in there and there was music going. Oh, uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, so, did, 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 any, did, did anything I just said got you that you wanted to respond to, or can we just? Well, no, I, I think, um, yeah, I like the old number. I'm not going to change it to a new number. I like the old number. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, but you ain't got to tweet out the old number. That's my point. Yeah. Like, when oh, have yeah. you ever oh, no, heard this me like, say some damn Twitter, this is like Since this is the been, best day on Twitter uh, ever. Because it was Twitter was oh, slander oh, today, and it was glorious. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just had to step outside because it's kind of loud in there. Thank you so much. You too. What are you getting food? So hey, I told you about yeah, I told you about that um like to go margarita spot. They just opened right by the house. Uh, I, don't know if I told you about that. It's like it's, yeah. Hmm. No, they got and they got like three of the baddest light skinned, curly haired. Yeah, it's a fun time in there. It's an event. And the margaritas are pretty good, so try to get one of those for uh for research. For research. Yeah. That's how I'm living. Mm-hmm. All right, so the chat room's open. Looks like Darrell's in there. And neglect taking you there forever. Cool. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna find it on my own now, watch. <laughs> Just search it on Yelp. Light skinned margarita. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, yeah, um, oh, the Twitter, yeah, yeah, so that's how to get at us. Uh, the Facebook fan page, uh, that is the last bastion of Get Adage. You can find this on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. And um, <clears throat> you can like the page, uh, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies <laughs> in it, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Fantasy app jumping off? 
Somebody hurt. <laughs> like I popped or something. Like, uh, like three of your bench that. players are projected to out outscore three more. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah. That's the. Uh, that's how you connect with us. By all means, please do. Um, so yeah, it's that time of the week. Cam, what is your headline? So yeah, we ran our, uh, like you said earlier, our, our weekly uh, Twitter poll to see um, kind of what the headline was. And my thing this week, I don't think a, uh, even though there's a big thing we're going to talk about, I don't think there's a particular moment that's so big it should dominate um, like headlines. So went a little different this week. Um, I went with the matches that I thought were the top four matches of the week, starting with the uh, Cruiserweight Classic through last night. And I uh, had a poll to see what uh, match people thought was the best. Now, I was a little surprised at the order that things finished. I do think the the right match probably won. Uh, in order, uh, fourth place was actually last night's American Alpha Usos match, which I thought was either the best or second best match of the week. I thought it was just fantastic, and we can get to that story um, in a little bit. Uh, the third was the uh, CWC semifinals match between uh Grand Metalik and uh Zack Sabre Jr. Well are you are you sure? Because I'm looking at it now. It's uh Ambrose and Cena Oh oh you know what? Oh. Just because they're gr- yeah. I'm a dickhead. No 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 no. You're totally right. I'm right. They're, right? Just, yeah. in, they're just they're just ordered dip, not in ascendant or not descending the way I'm percentage it. order, but some kind of way. My bad. Yeah, I, yeah. That was all over. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's the uh, that was the second place match, the uh, CWC semi, um, Grand Metal League and Zack Saber Jr. The uh, second place match was the John Cena Dean Ambrose match, and the first place match was what what I'd say like if of you know gun to my head, that's probably what I'm gonna say it is. Um, personal feelings aside, was the uh, the semifinals with uh, T.J. Perkins and uh, Kota Ibushi. So, yeah, I think we had, um, and noticeably, if anybody's keeping score, a Raw match was not selected at all. Um, but, yeah, that was the, uh, that's the headline. The, uh, the finals were the, uh, the last night of the uh, CWC with three really good matches. What a cage think, match. You, know, you could have made it a five-match a five thing and gone with the Here's the thing. If it was five, if it was five from what, at least, you know, what, what, um, Boy told us on Twitter, I have to look up his name. That would be, um, you know, fifth might have been uh, the fatal four way. I, I wouldn't have agreed, but I think that's kind of where people are leaning. So, yeah, the cage match on Raw, too, which I, you know, huh? the biggest difference in these matches, and that one, like, this was, you know, there wasn't a bunch of outside interference, not a bunch of shenanigans. They were matches. Right. I'm just people saying, competing. like, going forward, yeah. if you ever did the match thing, if there are six matches, that are worth yeah. to give people as many options. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, not just the fifth, forward, but yeah, uh, yeah. every show gets a match, but just, hey, there were six great matches, so I'm giving people six options. Not, uh, yeah. I've got to try to well, fit no. four in, because who knows how yeah. many would have gone with Ibushi uh, Perkins after, if they had another one or even two options, so that's all. Yeah, so, and I think, and actually, you the right one, one, the one I voted for, one, <clears throat> Ibushi yeah, Perkins, yeah. I mean, I think that was, I yeah. think personally, I don't even think I have to. There's a thought 
American Alpha versus the Usos was a good match. Cena Ambrose was a really good TV match, and uh, mm. Saber Junior Metallic was, you know, was good. But Bushy Perkins is going to be, especially because it's September, it's going to be there in the in the conversation for match of the year. It's not going to win it because, mm. sure, it was a Cruiserweight Classic, and there were yeah. AJ Cena is probably going to be above that, regardless if that finishes first or not. But but yeah. Um, right. I, and I think the good uh, thing coming out of that, um, you know, you had two good to great semifinals matches. You had, I think, a good finals. Um, but, I mean, you can only expect so much. Like, they're human at the end of the day. And we're asking you to do that twice in a night. So, but no, a very, you know, Cruiserweight Classic came to an end. Um, TJ Perkins wins it. The uh, the big story coming out of that is, and I think we kind of, we hoped for it. I can't say expected, but we hoped for it. Um Turns out that they weren't just competing for to be the first ever Cruiserweight Classic winner, but it was to be the, uh, depending on how you uh, view history, the first WWE Cruiserweight champion. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, TJ Perkins ending up uh, winning the match. Yep. Uh, again, a real, uh, a real just stellar match. <laughs> just a lot of things yeah. that we saw throughout the tournament in the last 10 weeks uh, really made this match a goes to show about, like, building things up and then, you know, finally paying it off. You know, the fact that Abushi finished off everybody with that powerbomb leading up to it made it when, it mm-hmm. hit, when he hit it, it was like, damn, Perkins is my guy, but eh, one, two, three, oh, no! Like, you know, it was yep. really genuinely one. Like holy crap, he kicked out, and then they went on to have you know this tremendous sequence and a really strong finish. Um, yeah, just just yeah, just really good, good stuff. stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's um kind of the big thing now. I mean, because we have to talk about it. You know, um, tournament ends. Uh, TJ is the uh, TJ Perkins is the champion, and so. You know, a big part of the hype is the Cruiserweights are going to debut the following Monday. So we watched this great tournament that got into these guys' personalities and motivations, and they got a chance to have these really long, drawn-out, you know, athletic matches, more or less like a sport. And then they show up Monday, and the first thing you get is a fatal four-way. Now, was it really good? Yeah. Did you get to see a lot of guys do a lot of things? Yeah. But it, it to me, um, and, and granted, the reason was to determine the number one contender for T.A. Perkins' title. Now, my thing is, like, why is that not Grand Metal League? Just from the like, why, right. is not, why isn't he even in the match? Yeah, yeah why, why isn't he just... He doesn't even get a chance. Like, or the guy who finished closest to, to, to that would be what? Uh the Kendrick. You know, like it's Co- uh like Well no. And maybe Oh, the, oh you mean Swan no, 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 no. I mean you'd have to go of those four, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's Kendrick. It's either Kendrick or, or Swan. Or both, you know, but Or like, both. I, I think I, that, no, I, no 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 I think Kendrick went out around or maybe the same round. I don't know. But but either way. Yeah, they might have been um, the same round but just different nights. But like I, yeah. I just I feel like you're you're immediately devaluing, and granted that for the heavyweight title, 
they've had six pack challenges and four ways to determine who's in the final. Like so that's happened. It's just you've established this great thing of guys going one on one. Even though we had tag match the uh, the last show, and it's like just the the momentum that you've built and the uh, kind of parameters that it seemed like you set have automatically been kind of undermined. I just hope they get back to these guys wrestling one-on-one. Because you only got seven of them. Like, just, just do that. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Like, I, I expect that there's a very good chance that, um, you know, that match rivals Rollins-Owens for match of the night. They can clash the champions. Um, so it's going to be really good, but... Just I don't know if I'm a super fan of, of just how they got there. I don't know if it's a if it's a great omen for what's coming. But uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> even even the presentation, even Foley's botched, you know, and I'm not even mad that he you know, stumbled over his words. It was just that more it was just that nonsense, oh you're you're gonna see thrills and spills and chills and these guys are gonna jump over the ropes and, you know, hit you with the one it's just like, come on, just they're you know, they're so athletic and they've got such heart. Like whoa. Like no you don't have to tell us that. Nope. Like we'll see it. We'll we'll get the picture. Like, oh that guy's got heart or that guy's a Piece of shit. And oh, oh! I've been saying, at least they established a heel. Yeah. And it sucks because Bruce Mitchell's idea from two weeks ago to have to have uh, Stephanie and Foley turn Kendrick down because, like, no, that was your that was your chance. You said it yourself. You just, the Cruiserweight Classic was your one shot to, you know. So you got the sympathetic. You know Kendrick, and then on the other side on SmackDown, you got nobody can take this damn Intercontinental Championship from Miz. He's being a piece of shit. And it's Brian and keeps getting one over on him. And Brian signs his friend and puts him in in line for I don't know how babyface yeah. it would be to just give the guy a title shot, but uh, you know put him in line to win two or three matches and get a shot at Miz's IC title and and win it. You know, complete that, or at least you know, hit that you know crescendo in, in that storyline. So, but but either way, at least they established Kendrick as a heel, as a you know pretty nasty. Uh, do what it do what it'll take. Yo, putting his foot in the hole in the stair in the in the metal staircase. Like, come on, yeah. that's dirty. That's so scummy, man. Like, damn. <laughs> so. Like that's really that's really 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 good stuff. So <laughs> let's uh now let's see let's open things up. Again, the chat room is open. Looks like uh, Jason uh, has joined. Uh, Jason Morales has joined our friend Darrell. So hit up the chat room that's open. <clears throat> Call us, tweet us, email us, Facebook us while we're on air. We will certainly respond. Uh, so let's uh, open. Oh, you know what? Let's uh, start with a voice we haven't heard. I was going to ask if he was working. Well, he said he had, he got off. So I was like, I assumed he would listen to the show, and I assumed correctly. Let's go to uh, an hour up the block and talk to Shahid. Uh, Shah, what's happening? What up? 
Hey, nothing much. Hope you guys enjoying yourselves. How's everything going on this lovely Wednesday? It is a hey, lovely doing Wednesday right. indeed. Doing all right, yep. Yeah, so I won't take too much time. Um, even though I can't remember the last time I was able to call in, probably been like at least a month. Um, so first thing I want to say is, you know, as far as the top four, match, like the votes on the matches, I, I, I voted on the Abushi match because just like the story Travis was talking about, you know, two months of building up how good Abushi is and him winning with that move added to that. How many times did they say the favorite or whatever, like the tournament favorite? Yeah. Kota Ibushi. Like every every week they were saying like you know this is the best cruiserweight in the world. This is like one of Japan's finest. He hits that move. It's a wrap. So you thinking he hits that move and it's a, even though like people like us knew. He wasn't signed, and he wasn't staying, so you don't think they're going to let somebody who's not signed win. You still got to back your mind, well, they built this guy up like a monster. He hits this move, it's over. So when he hits the move and it's not over, it's like that's what wrestling's about. You get caught up in it. It's like you, I wasn't even rooting for TJ Perkins like that, um, but I can definitely admire, like, what he brings and stuff. Like, he definitely has a style that's onto himself, that's a style that's really missing from contemporary American wrestling you know, which adds a lot to it. Um, the other background stuff, I'll let someone else talk about that for another day. <laughs> oh, oh, his, yeah, yeah, I guess. Maybe Rich will probably want to talk about it tonight or later on. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he probably has a lot more background on it than I definitely do. I don't want to give it, like, undue injustice, like, you know, slander if I'm the whole story. But, yeah, so... But no, my favorite show of wrestling in WWE is SmackDown, and it's yeah. I figured we like that from the draft because I, my whole thing about it was they t- you know they have enough people there where they can tell a story, give it time, and keep it moving. And each week is like they get in, they do this stuff and get out. Like two hours zoom by, you don't even think about it. Yeah, it flies by. It really does. That's what. That's pretty much the consensus. Like, this is what a wrestling show should feel like, as far as pacing and and it's yeah. It's I like Raw. I will do other things. Like I have to. Like it's on, but I'm like yeah. You know, well this week I you know I had Eagles uh, Bears on a tablet, and you know I'm or or I might have Raw on the tablet while I'm. For an hour while I'm playing NCAA or something, and it just—I got to do other things. It's three hours and fifteen minutes. It's a little better now that it's not ending at for me on the East Coast at eleven fifteen and ten fifteen now. But still, it's, it's a long slug, uh, you know, slog through a, a show that's not always popping for just you know can't that's. You know, even pay-per-views don't just be three hours of just, ah, you know. It's, so it, yeah. it's tough. SmackDown, like every segment I'm pretty into. Like, I'm making sure I'm hearing the details what's going on. Like, I was upset that I missed that whole, I didn't get into, you know, 7.15 last night. Missed the whole opening segment with the women and the contract signing. Um, but, yeah, if that was wrong, you know, well, I'll see a recap, you know, and I'll get the gist of it. And I saw a recap. Did they even recap? I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. SmackDown's just... And NXT takes that to an even 
more extreme. An hour, in and out. Important stuff, a couple squash matches, another little important thing. We out. Yeah. One of the benefits of SmackDown is that it has its own set of, like, patterns. Like, you kind of know what's coming. But they mix it up enough where it doesn't seem stale or redundant. Like, you know, this week starting off with, you know, signing off for the women's title match and giving each of the women, you know, talking like, this is why I want to do this. I think I can win this because X, Y, Z. And then the opponent rebut. Watch, press, repeat. Like, so there you go. Gives you a reason to care about the match. Normally, they... Like, you don't really see – like, they've done a better job of giving the women more time when it comes to stuff like that, but it's still kind of, like, uncommon. And you, I can't remember the last time you had a show start with, like, the women signing for a title match. Huh. Maybe that, that's probably the first time. I mean, they don't start tons of shows with contract signings anyway. That's something they usually build up for. You'll, get, you'll see that last – or you'll see that in the last segment way more than you'll ever see it first. But to do it first, uh, the opening segment, and and with the women, and with one in Alexa Bliss, who's you know obviously a work in progress, who's not necessarily over. She's over, and you know people Becky's over, and you know and they, people would like to see Becky beat somebody, so she's good enough. But you know, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and like giving a new girl time to shine because it was surprising that she won to get that match, even though, like, I guess out of the heels, they want to save Natalya for later, and Carmella and Nikki Bella are right. going to own her. So by process of elimination, you got her. So, but, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. I'll say about things. Yeah, um, talking smack stuff, Daniel Bryan's a dickhead. Like, I remember <laughs> last week, Alexa Bliss was on there, and this whole thing was just undercutting her, like, to the point where, I want her to smack him in the face. Oh, how do you feel you can compete? You're only five feet tall. Can you can you even hang with these girls that can jump over you? You say you're athletic, but Naomi can probably drop kick you in your head. What you going to do about that? Like, just, Damn, he said that? Yes. Every time I Damn, Brian. Up, wait a second. Like, oh. Brian, wait. Uh, this is, uh, a strong five. Uh, Brian uh, Hurst Helmsley out this motherfucking shit. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole, because like I said, he's always had that kind of, you know, dickhead on the slide thing, and it definitely stood out when he was like heel SmackDown champion, and people trying to forget about him now because oh, he's a retired guy, and we miss Daniel Bryan and stuff. But no, she, you know, um, Renee Young would ask a question like, "What you so you can bring the table?" And she's like, "You know, I know. I'm sure I have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of wrestling experience." But I got experience in athletics, you know, with weightlifting and cheerleading. And I've always overcome that. It's like, oh, you think those flips are going to make a difference if you can hang with these big girls? You're kind of small. Like, somebody is – Okay, see, I don't think, like, Daniel It's the small <laughs> stuff. That, come on. That's the stuff that makes you, like, pisses me off. Like, why would he even kayfabe go there? Like, like to make himself look like a hypocrite and like a like – a, I don't know. He looks really bad. Like, say – like – Saying can you hang and all that stuff, I get because she ain't she hasn't proved anything to anybody really yet. Um, so that's a legit kind of jerky kind of. But the small stuff just rings really. Uh, I mean, it's true, but like, fuck, we we yeah, like come on, Brian of all people. And I guess that's the point. 
But Alexa's a heel. They're not trying to get her sympathy yeah. on her, so that's weird. But it's weird. exactly the way they did it, it's kind of like every time she would try to present herself, explain herself, he undercut her. But it wasn't like, oh, ha ha, that's funny. It was more like he's a dickhead. Like if you make, yeah. it made you feel bad for Alexa Bliss, which I don't think was the right, point. Which is the opposite. The opposite, like for him, just fuck, fuck it, kayfabe. Like him should just know, like don't. Do that. She's a heel. You want to put the sympathy, or you don't want to put any sympathy on her. Yeah. And you're, yeah. That's 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 odd. Yeah. And one more quick thing. I know, like yeah. we should be used to it by now and everything. But that Dean Ambrose John Cena match. When Dean Ambrose, won, that's the first time we kind of sunk in that like John Cena ain't John, like quote unquote John Cena anymore. Like, you know, he's still a big deal. He, you know, he still gets a reaction. He's still important. But it's, he didn't feel like Superman. Like, I I was gobsmacked when he just lost on a roll-up. Like, yeah. and I'm just watching, like, I know he's part-time, and he's talking about doing less and kind of transitioning, but, like, you don't see John Cena lose on TV clean normally. Like, I can't remember the last yeah. time that happened yeah. – Unless it was like a title, like some posted, the link, the Reddit link that Rich posted, and yeah, it, it was just it a thing that. Oh, oh, man! He sent it to me and Wade during the live cast this afternoon. Uh, oh, I guess if you go on my thing, you can see it not far down. But it's just like ten times, like twice a year, almost like for five, like you know, seven years or something. Like all the losses he's taken, clean losses he's had. Kali, great Kali was on there on a Saturday night's main event. Like, oh my, jeez! I know some of them. They like, man, wish we could, you know, take that back. Kali, Kali Rain. But, but there weren't too many of those. It's like great Kali and maybe one other kind of like one that you look back at, you know, eight, ten years later, like what the hell. So. I wonder if Tenzai shows up on that list, but I don't know if that was clean or missed in Sakamoto or so. So Tenzai, because I remember that. On, I don't know if that. Was, I don't remember if that was a clean. Oh my ball. god! But I remember That's him right. That was in Greensboro. Ball. I think Bruce Bruce Mitchell was at that show. Like what the hell? Yeah, I think was there a salt to the eye spot or something? There was that wasn't a clean. No yeah, way. it was either Mist or Sakamoto or something, but I remember that no, happened. No, the list only went up to 2015, so I'm not sure if he's – oh, so for, for sure it didn't re- It didn't have AJ's uh, SummerSlam win from a month and a half ago on there, so. Yeah, yeah but, you uh, know, it's kind of like yeah. it's, it's a new new era, like new era indeed. Like, you know, John Cena is that guy to get people over, more or less. And I know people have been talking like, I can't wait to see it. I hope one day we get to see it. Now we finally see it. It still feels like you're glad they're doing that, but it still feels weird, especially kind of like it's a setup for, you know, that young whippersnapper AJ Styles. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's an adjustment. Like, it really is. Like, it's really a, a different way of processing the information. Like, one, you're seeing them on – you know, not that he wasn't on SmackDown, but like you've seen him on a different show in a different environment with seemingly different surrounding characters. And two, he seems to actually be human in this universe. And so, 
like, yeah, it's, it's an adjustment, you know, watching it. And then you have um, the reasoning given is the part-timer and the lazy. And so, like, in a way, he's the rock that you see more often, slightly. And so, like, you kind of have to internalize, like, he may be doing business for things. Like, you know, this is about, like, Rock's whole thing was, I want to get John Cena over. And so, you know, John Cena's expressed wanting somebody to take his spot. So it's, uh, but at the same well, time, like. it was more than getting him over, because John Cena was, was over already. I mean, Mm-hmm. So he wanted to make him bigger quote, than he was. Yeah. Make John Cena, but yeah, he wanted to make him, you know, no, cross him over to, you know, uh, pass a certain threshold, certain level. I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you this. I can tell you what Blue Chipper Rocky Maivia looked like. I can tell you what Nation of Domination Rock looked like. I can tell you what Surgery Black Tracksuit Rock looked like. I can tell you what Corporation Rock looked like, so on and so forth, through Hollywood Rock, right. through Rock that we have now. There's a progression, and there's an aging, um, and there's like that, that gradual rise to superstar. I can tell you what Ruthless, Ruthless Aggression John Cena looked like. I can tell you what Throwback Jersey John Cena looked like, and then we have the present John Cena for like 10 years, who's the same guy. And so what's off-putting is, like, even though he's... Same you know, hat, same... You know he's older, but that's oh, sure. the same thing. Everything. Same terrible jean shorts. Like, he's still the same. And so, like, and if anything, the the funny part is, in the ring, he's doing more, you know? So it's, it, it's, it's hard to, to train your brain to look at this guy who's not technically different, different. Yeah. To be fair, though, like, one thing we kind of tend to forget is, like, The Rock, by the time The Rock hit, like, 30, he was gone. Like, you know, you do a lot of your growth in your 20s, from like, early, mm-hmm. you know, early 20s, like, mid, late 20s. So, and not to say, like, John Cena definitely didn't involve, because, yeah, seeing, you know, he went from basically baggy shorts and jerseys to less baggy, less baggy shorts and bright-ass T-shirts. Mm-hmm. But you saw, like, year in and year out. The only thing that might have changed is maybe lines in the face. Like, Randy Orton changed. Exactly. Like, his size changed. He got slimmer. I don't know he got a haircut. I don't know who that is. He got more tattoos. I don't know who that is. Who are you talking about? Oh, see, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, our, all lives RKO Orton. That, excuse me. Yeah, more like Triple H, okay. you know, Walworth's face, the Lemmy's face, to getting a haircut. Looking like, you <laughs> yep. know, swole Paul Heyman. Yeah, even with it's, um, so it's, it's easier to adjust with those guys because you see that progression. But like you kind of think of like you think of John Cena as Superman, other than like a few times Superman has one outfit, you know that the, the technology <laughs> doesn't change, the look doesn't change. Um, right. But like you know, um, even when updated throughout else, the decades, it's like man, that's you know. It's, yeah, it pretty much stays the same. Like like Batman is a guy who has. You know, even though it's the same look, like he's he's gone from blue to black to short ears to long ears to more technical suit to more basic suit to depending on who's on. Like there's there's a difference. So yeah, it's it's hard looking at it's hard seeing. Like the best they can do with Superman is give his give his outfit his texture and make it cave head kind of flowing (laughs) kind of you know. It's it's pretty much Batman had nipples that one time, so don't forget that. Stop it. That that never happened. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Like, if you see Batista, like, when he first started, and then you look at, like, Batista when he left, it's like, I know it's the same guy because they call him Batista, but it seemed like two mm-hmm. completely different people. Like, as far it's as, a, it's like, looks, looks, demeanor, wardrobe, how he mm-hmm. carries himself. Like, Cena looks older in the face because, I mean, if you work that long, that hard, of course. But other than that, With that little not, amount of sleep, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's kind of like if I saw John, a picture of John Cena from, say, 2005, 2009, and 2015, unless I knew or I looked for a timestamp, I couldn't tell you which era. Yep. I mean, I couldn't. Right. Yeah. If they stopped at the at the collar of the shirt, like just show you the bright color, like don't get because you can tell, like oh that looks like an '08 kind of era shirt. When did he do that? So you know, just to keep people from giving getting hints, uh, yeah, like show like oh yeah, no, that's him. Just next new, oh uh, maybe the green would give stuff away. So I don't know, that's silly. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. And I definitely want to give a shout-out to the, excuse me, the new Samoan SWAT team, the Hill Usos. Not I really founded. I had, like, they are awesome heels. Like, they yeah, are dope. They're the dopest heels. You know, they got you know, me. swag. Like, they don't Read try to this. overtry. To, like, they don't try to play bad guys. or like overtry. They just, It's like they're just being themselves. And their wrestling style, like, man, I was feeling bad for Chad Gable. Like, I know that was telling the story. Yeah. Oh, like, they just kept going after his leg. And that was, like, a good match with an awesome story. Like, Jason Jordan, like, I know I want to make, I know you want to get the tag in, but I don't want to get you hurt. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, if I got to take the L, I want to take it for the team. And it don't even make a difference because they still get up on Gable. And it's still That's one of the best out. things. That's how good that is. Like, I, I don't think people are going to appreciate something like that. Um, like, on on a surface level, I just think it's – I think it, it was genius. Like, I, I really would go that far as far as, like, psychology. Like, that's your, that's your partner who you came up with. And if anything with Jason Jordan, like, that's the reason that you're sticking. Like, I'm a guy who didn't watch Jason Jordan before American Alpha – but you guys have told me, like, he was waiting in the water. Like, he didn't know what his gimmick was supposed to be. He had no direction. Gable comes along, like, they have this great, you know, um, amateur background, like, actually better than everybody, and we go out and execute better than everybody. Like, they have that gimmick. They have that They have that intensity, but they also, at times, have that, like, that Kurt Angle milk thing going on to where, like, there's still, like, a bit of nerdiness in them, but they're – they're in it together, and so the injury happens to Gable to take him out. Gable's ready to go, but remember, they told us it was going to be a few, like, more weeks than it actually was, so he comes out, you kind of forget about that, then that knee starts acting funny, and yo, when he acting was reaching funny. for the tag, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but a broke leg, but when he's reaching for that tag, <laughs> and and Jason Jordan looks over at him, and just and starts to reach and can't do it, I was like, that, there's your face tag team. Like, that's what a face tag team does. And like you said, the way that Usos exploited it, and not just that, but, like, I feel like, what, in week two and a half, like, this might be what they wear every week. Like, I kind of like the trans, the slower transition into, like, new outfits. But when they had the, like, uh, with the, the long shorts in the top, and then the other Uso had the, the Nike Tech sweats, so I was like, I love these guys. They're great. 
And yeah, just like my no. biggest thing was, can this move set work as heels? And it worked just it worked perfectly because if anything, they're doing, they're doing even great. though they were, yeah, even though they were like you know Hardy Boy esque in their moves, I guess I'd say as far as a face team goes, like they were always hitting people hard. Like it was always like like a full impact the way it was presented, and just like them doing like body splashes like on the knee and stuff like that was so good. And then I mean the best part of what they did was of course after the match when they told Heath Slater he had twenty six raggedy ass kids. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is perfect. So you know yeah, they um they basically yeah, tell like him, we like, take, we're coming to take your scholarships. I mean it's that's the, yeah. that's them. They have they have that in it. So they hold up, Kyle, I just and they just didn't. I just. Now, now, now for the dumb shit, right? So this Uh-oh. is right after SmackDown went off in a in a wrestling group that I'm in that you guys aren't. Uh, so it's not you know not our you know home base, so to speak. Uh, anyone else witness? This is a threat. You know, it's the start of a threat. Uh, anyone else witness that super awkward exchange between the Usos and Rhino and Heath Slater? I'm glad to see the Usos finally as heels, but they need a mouthpiece. And they're, and if they're going to be hood, be more formal and less hoodies, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> wait, okay, Randy so Orton? I hit him with, yeah, yeah, Randy Orton's good buddy. Um, so I posted, you know, my my face that's, you know, I've been using lately. Uh and then somebody else with more even almost the some even dumber shit. They're a bad a bad Bay Area version of Crime Time. How insulting! because they're not they're not playing like they're not playing. Well, is I mean, it's hard to argue with people whose experience with. Anything urban is what they've seen on television. It's fucking television. Which is why it's what they tell you it is. We, yeah. Which is why we love Atlanta so much because the authenticity of it. Like, this is who I believe the Usos to actually be. You oh, know, like this is, the version of crime time. Like people get beat up for like those type of insults. Like, yeah, that's it. Well, you know, yeah. like I said, wrestling fans are kind of myopic, and like you say, if your experience of the hood is like, oh, I watch white chicks. You know, right? Or I watch WWE and I watch R Truth in Crime Time, so I know what's really yeah. good in the hood. Like you're gonna you're gonna say stupid stuff like that and think you're making you know a sharp ass point. And like you said, they not they not playing. It's like they just it's like more like they're they're allowed to be themselves more than you know walking around with the war paint and you know the tribe the tribal type. You know, kind of I can believe. Bimmy and Bay walking out like that with Naomi, you know, with the hoodies on, selling new cigarettes. Not because it's stereotypical, <laughs> but seem like that's that's them in real life. And yeah. when people can be themselves in real life, it comes off as more natural. And like you talking about the match and about Gable and Jordan, they're like the Steiner Brothers pre-drugs. Because the yeah. Steiner Brothers is always booked as like, you know, these badass from Michigan, the best wrestlers on the planet, but they goofballs and Rick a little crazy. But they will they will beat the hell out of you. And that's how, you know, Jordan and Gable is. And they match up perfect with the Usos, but the Usos are like Tully and R. You know, 
they they're athletic, but they're not going to be as athletic as Jason as Jordan and Gable. But you take out a limb, you're not you're not suplexing people with German suplexes. You can't walk. So you can see them there matching up on one, and it, and American Alpha didn't lose anything from losing. Like they look dope because it's kind of like you know they gave it their all. They took the loss because you know the guy wanted to be the better teammate. But at the yeah, same time, George, still so learned that. that he laid he there like, great. throughout the he commercial did. break. God damn. <laughs> so, but like little things like that is why I love watching SmackDown each week, and even they made me care about the Miz. Like I don't know what it is the Miz doing, <laughs> doing the power bomb. Yeah, like the Miz is. The are you watching the last month? Watching what? Are, are you watching it again? No, no, I'm not watching. Finish? Oh, okay. No, no, I was saying finished to Miz Ziggler last night. Why? What's on? Oh no, I thought you were. Just, I thought you were still talking about the Usos uh, finish. But yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Like they're they're really making Miz matter. <laughs> they're doing a great job of it. Um, accentuating the positives and ignoring the weaknesses. Like they, mm-hmm. and I give kudos to the Miz. Like you, you guys both know how I feel about him and his ring work to Richard's dismay, but. He's he's had some pep in his step the last month. Like he's been kicking ass, mm-hmm. working hard, and it's not like a whole thing like oh Ziggler's carrying him or something. No, like no, he's putting his work boots on, and he's doing it in a way where it doesn't seem out of place. It just seems like a better version of him. Like he's not trying to be somebody else. Even though I laugh every time he rips off Daniel Bryan's moves, that shit is hilarious in a great heel way. Like it's working. So. SmackDown's doing their thing. I hope they continue doing their thing. I hope you guys continue doing your thing. So, enjoy the rest of your show. All right, man. Talk to you later. Uh, Shahid from up the block, everybody. Um, so, wait a second. So, I saw that the, 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 the tweet you had. Now, I can't see it in the same format. Which one? The poll? The, the the round one versus round two. Not even an hour ago. Oh, oh here it is. Jason. Just look at my, uh, which one call it? So, okay. Cause, so, remember, just me asking about that format. So, mm-hmm. this isn't, this is just how Twitter did it. And people, I guess, screenshot that. Because this is two separate yeah. pictures. You can't do it with that. If it's two pictures, it's not going to work. No, 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 no. But people would screenshot that, crop you out, and go, me versus round one. Remember, I was like, how the fuck do you get the, exactly. how do you get exactly. the sentence up top? And the, mm-hmm. Oh. No, 100% right correct. Staring right in the face the whole time. I was asking Rich, like, <laughs> yo, how do you do this? I want I got this yeah. perfect meme, but I can't. I don't want the stupid letters on the, on the words on the picture. That's so... Your neighbors. 
Um, he drive a raggedy ass uh, minivan <laughs> with the front okay. bumper all like gone. Like, how do you not get pulled over like every day with that? <laughs> like every day. <laughs> um, and their kids, and you know, I saw. One, I don't know if she, I guess she lived there because she was driving that uh, minivan. She had her mm-hmm. shorts on with her ass all out. Respect. Like, oh, okay. So what we doing? It is our outside. So, again, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Uh, get a, shoot us an email. And right now we'll go back to the phone lines and uh, let's talk to Kylan. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Sam this week? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Great, great. So, to kick us off this week, I have just received news that it looks like Cody Rhodes will be... Debuting for TNA tomorrow. Oh, okay. I, I have a reason to watch now. That's cool. Wow. Wait, didn't I hear that last boys? week? And I kind of wanted to wait for it to be confirmed. Like, oh, come on, Cody. But, yeah. Here we go. Did he do all his checklist stuff? Did he get through his list this summer? Uh, I I don't think he's he's gotten all the way through it, but he has said he's gotten through most of what he wanted to do. Yeah, he made a good dance. Uh, he's also doing Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. So cool. All right. Well, yeah, like Cam said. Who's going to do NXT too? I mean, I I have the op- I have I can watch Pop now. I think Pop's on Sling TV. I, you know what? I don't think it is now that I think about it. I think it is. I'm not. So maybe and I can watch. I think watch, um, you know. Kyle sure the part I found kind of interesting about that. I guess Brandy signed as a wrestler and not uh, an announcer. Yep. Has anybody seen her wrestle? What? No, she 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 never technically did wrestle for WWE. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting. Oh, for sure, she never. Yeah, I thought maybe like you know dark match and stuff like that, but um, I think it's interesting because, you know, you don't think like as far as like actual work goes, you don't really think that of the TNA women's roster. Um, you know, there there are strong points, and then there's kind of everything else. So it's interesting that she's choosing you know that arena to kind of hone her craft or, or give it a try, as it were. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to play out pretty interestingly. I mean, if, if, if this is still like a nationally televised federation, you know, wrestling company, mm-hmm. 
this isn't the place to have your wife learn to wrestle on, you know, on as she goes, you know, learn on the job type yeah. stuff. And this is only assuming if they do that. They might, it just might mm-hmm. be, you know, I don't know what it might be, but it might not be her just going to show up green as goose shit, as they say, and be on TV and learning on the fly on some even worse than even Marie shit, you know, so. Kylan, let me ask you this. Um, so I heard, I was listening to uh, Travis and Wade on the live cast earlier. I think Mike brought it up that it seems like there might be a sell-by date that Billy Corgan has. As far as, and I say sell-by, and his says I actually mean buy-by. Um, in order to assume full power of TNA, or then it's kind of open season on TNA? Any, any, anything you've heard about that? Um, I, I've, I've heard something about it, but mm-hmm. I, w- I was told not, not, not to fully not to fully believe it. Okay. Yeah, I think um like like Cody going there to me, I, I don't I don't really view it as oh, this is where Cody's gonna find himself or this is where Cody's going to become a star or anything like that. I, I just feel like I get to see him compete against more people I haven't seen I haven't seen him compete against. Like that's kinda the end all be all where I am with it. Like I think it's cool that he'll be there, but I hope he doesn't stay there and I hope people don't think that this is where they're going to get the very best Cody Rhodes because I think, you know, at a point in WWE he was at his best as Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, I think this is a chance for more exposure, again a chance to see fresh matchups, but as a as somebody who's a fan who's rooting for the guy to be more than what they've allowed him to be, I don't think like I'm not looking at this to be like like I want to see him in last year is what I want to see. Or like him in a couple of X division guys. Like just for the sake of being able to see it. But I, I don't know. I'm not um I'm not super high on this. It is a a chance to see him on T V and not have to see him out on a pay per view, but that's that's kinda of where I stand on. All right. Um, Rich shared a, a segment from uh, FCW from July 2012. And Summer Rae just came out. She's the GM. He says in the effort looking for what's her face's only match, he came. He found hmm. Roman's best promo. This is when he was still leaky, leaky, leaky. Yeah. Samoan name, I guess. But, all right, can't watch that. But, damn, Summer Rae looks fine as fuck. Uh, all right, let's uh, see. Chat room still. Just a duo in there. Emails are still VIP only. And all right, let's uh, take another call. Let's uh, let's go to uh, home with Shorty Low. Go to Georgia, I think. 
me assuming. <laughs> and uh, talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's going on? What's going on, you guys? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Cam? How y'all doing today? Yo, what's going on? Right, man? No man, bet you can't do it like me. <laughs> bet you can't do it like big, me. Big shout out to y'all starting off with that um, <laughs> shorty low. So sad to see that forty-year-old dude go with all them kids. All them kids, man. The babies, man. That's that's a, a lot of damn that's kids. Rough, man. Yeah. yeah, seven baby mamas, and um, on that show he was on. He was gonna be on every episode. <laughs> Oh, it was a little ratchet type of show, kind of almost. Gotta be. What happened? Why wasn't he on every episode? Yeah, he was, was on he every. He was. He, he is. Oh, he, he was. His, oh, okay. uh, one of his. Yeah, uh, one of his um, mother, um, baby mamas is his manager, so she run the shop, <laughs> and all of them had different sure. jobs and his little um thing. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> How you um, doing? low. Yep. <laughs> But that young man um, passed away. Somebody ran him off the road and made him go over the go- uh, side rail, flip a couple of mm. times, threw him and the two women that was in the car with him out the car. They ain't have no scratches, but he was the one that ended up dying. Damn. And the car kept oh, speeding off. Yeah. All right. Now that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know. I'm thinking some kind of yep. head-on or T-bone situation, and somebody just, you know, like that should be pretty easy to <laughs> you know, find. Or, mm-hmm. but on the on the road yeah. that he was on, I don't think it was in the cameras on on I I two eighty five. No cameras on that on road. That's like, you know how um you have the main section of like uh I eighty five, and they got the two eighty five that go around certain areas. Then get back on 85. That's how that intersection is in the state mm-hmm. road is. So don't have no cameras or too much. They just know off of what the women said for right now. Yeah. Hope they hope they but, find out. You know. Yeah, they should. But you know, back to positive talk. I was loving y'all talking about SmackDowns. Uh, SmackDown has been a better show. I like how they've been. Um, Pacing everything out, everything fits the story. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people were mad about how um, Carmella just disrupted the match, but it fits the storyline in my eyes. It, it fits the storyline in my eyes because it's kind of real life. Is because she's been jumping on Nikki Bella every time she see her, no matter when she see her. And and if you if you want to take it to the then why even wait? They had her two on one in the ring before Winterface did her intro. Jump at her then if you can't keep your hands off. It was that does, that's, I don't buy that. Well, you she I mean not buy it, but not like you don't want nobody else to beat on us. You want to beat on it yourself. So hey, I pull you out and I beat on you. They have to disqualify the match, but they could have just let the beat yeah, that, go that, on. Yeah, that that probably was the that uh, would made it silly. Yeah, 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 totally. I was like, what? Because I, I, I was confused. I was like, wait, who's? I thought the heels were on each other's teams, so I, I didn't know what was going on for for. Then I just then then it hit me like, oh, that was just a lame cop out finish. 
Yep, because they could have uh, further Naomi and um, Natalia by letting Naomi hit Natalia and pin her for the win or something like that. Uh, however, they could have did it or something else. But how they did the finish made it stupid and made it kind of crazy and confusing. But other than that, you know, the whole show itself seems well put together. It seems like maybe Triple H and the people they called up from NXT is running mostly um, – on SmackDown, where you got Vince McMahon special on. I mean, on they still Raw. have agents, you know, Fit Finley, and you know, uh, you know, what's his face with the goatee, uh, uh, Gibson, J- uh, uh, Jamie Noble. He's, you know, he's there. I don't know if he's necessarily on SmackDown, but I'm saying they still have agents. You know, Michael Hayes is still walking around somewhere. I think SmackDown. So, it's it has to be. The, the the top it has to be somebody at the top that's that's kind of setting the tone. That's what I'm, that's what I mean. Like it got to be triple. You know how they say Vince still has final say on everything, and especially on Raw. He made sure he is like he might not don't have the final say on everything, and that might be where Triple H doing a lot because I know people say they were ready to see him come back, but. It looks like sometimes high he don't he might not want to come back to the um, front of the camera right now because especially if he running SmackDown or uh, getting final say on SmackDown how that show running it looked kind of nice you got uh, uh, Shane playing the Triple H NXT role you got tag teams like the Usos doing what the Revival been doing for almost a year and a half right now I know nobody ain't gonna continue to get him. To uh, give props to the revival because they were the first team in a while that was doing what the Usos doing now. So you know what I'm saying. It looks like how the stories come together, how they put the matches, and how all the matches tie in on the show um, together smoothly. It's like an NXT show, a two-hour NXT show. Yeah, with a little with. Mm, NXT has obvious like enhancement matches even if it's not necessarily job stuff no no they have jobber matches yeah no sugarcoated that's just that's what they have and that's that's fine uh more than smackdown does so it's definitely a you know bigger league kind of feel but i definitely get what you're saying as far as like how it's paced how it's uh Emphasize, emphasize, em, emphasis is on the matches and on the rivalries and things like that. Feuds. Yeah, because everybody on, they following the story on SmackDown. And you don't hear too much of the fans keep screaming. Uh, um, they answer for everything to correct. Well, why don't they just turn this person face? Or why don't they just turn this person heel? I, after this week, you hear people saying, well, that was a heel turn for Dean Ambrose after he beat John Cena. People uh, were like, well, I guess they're giving Dean Ambrose uh, uh, a more of an edge to his character. And not, it's not I was like, his oh, thing. Dean Ambrose taking that pen at no mercy. <laughs> That's what I was like. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> AJ not pinning Cena, and Cena not going to pin AJ to win the belt. And obviously Cena's not going to pin Dean to win the belt. And you know, so I was like, "Oh, because they they gotta make that, they gotta give Dean something." So that's why I was less less surprised when 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 he rolled Cena up for the win. 
That's not yep, instead of him losing AJ with the, with the next deeds, week. With the, with the dirty deeds, um, you know, he hit him with, you know, he rolled him up, sunset flip style or whatever. So, um, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, that there we go. That now I'm just looking ahead, so it, it all it all makes makes sense. And Dean won't have a claim now. He'll have lost to AJ or been pinned by AJ twice. Two back-to-back championship matches. Um, this one will be clean because there's, you know, no real DQs and triple threats. So, yeah. And and what makes it even better? What SmackDown doing? They promoting matches um way before time. Like they promoted the AJ versus Dean a week in advance. Something that Raw we haven't seen them do in forever. <laughs> like really. You know, let people know what the match gonna be and how it's gonna what be. What you mean? The, like seven, the best of seven. They've they've, they've told us, you know, <laughs> that those matches only even made a match Stop on camera, like for a week out or for you know whenever their pay per view is. Is that pay per view Saturday Sunday? It is this Sunday. Yep, it's Sunday. Holy shit! Okay. And you don't and you ain't on. interested in none of the matches. And because they didn't sell you on none of the matches on Raw and stuff like that. And that's Raw is just a whole bunch of what they're doing wrong. And you can tell that that show is full of Vince McMahon specials where he feel like, let me put my touch on stuff because I don't want anybody else to seem like they getting um, props more than what I can do. And it's like everything he touches right now. just the contrast even greater. You know, if he's like, if if that's the case, if what you're you're alluding to, if that's actually the case or something close to it, and Vince is like going harder with you know like no no we got to bring this and we got to bring some got to have some stupid quote unquote comedy and you know put some smiles on the faces and ha 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 and fly by the seat of our pants. Who needs to promote for next week or two weeks out? Let's just present present these matches in this rough shot kind of. You know, way. Yep. And uh, one one thing that I want to ask you guys, I know people are, look, you know, just looking at Raw and stuff like that, and I just think the harm that they be doing to people is, and and how they be making fans yearn for, like, people to turn so fast and do this and do that, then when they turn them, they never really truly get over, like, the slow turn with um, Seth Rollins really don't think that's, that's really working too much because after well, the the main thing is eventually he's going to have to face Triple H, I guess. And when he faced Triple H, I'm pretty sure Triple H is going to get a baby face reaction and people are not going to cheer him over Triple H because of what Triple H has been doing the past few months with the CWC and NXT. So it depends. Well, well they have You're going to have to really make him seem horrible. To get Triple H over is, you know, is a that's not. I'm not they haven't say that's been not able hard. to get nobody over as a heel or baby face in a long time. So that's a. But that's Triple H isn't going to go in. It's Triple H though. It's Triple H. He's not going to have his story not make sense and have it. Well, I say that yeah. he was in the match last year, just or this year. <laughs> you know, we saw it live in a match that. But again, it benefited him in a way that whatever. Not me there, booing. He got it. You know, over. He didn't get the story over. <laughs> thinking it. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to 
if I if I want if I take credit away or if I say you know I gotta you know I I I, I gotta you know when it's due give give props or whatever not props but you know giving them their shit so I don't know I I I don't I I, I do think it's going to be Triple uh, Triple H uh, Seth at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think yeah. I think so too. I think so too. But I think the the, the only problem is it's gonna always look like Vince McMahon's whole idea of things, and it's gonna be hard to get people over when you keep you keep doing. Okay, I know people say they want Roman to turn heel and stuff like that, but I bet you if you put a poll out there and the three questions on the poll, would you rather see, would fans rather see Roman at the bottom of the car and not on your TV that much? That's one question. At the top of the card as a heel or at the top of the card as a baby face, over 50% of that poll will probably have fans saying that they don't want to see Roman at the top of the card but at the bottom of the card with not too much TV time. And it's not because they don't – because they feel like it's still Vince McMahon leading the way and trying to push people the same way. So it's going to be hard to get people over as something because look, when they had Seth Rollins come out there to save to save Roman, it it wasn't about um, Seth being a babyface. It's about oh look at here go here go Vince again trying his darndest to get Roman Reigns over. Oh man, here we go again. And no matter what, it's gonna always be that way. If he turned heel and he turned on Seth, it's gonna be oh here they go. They just want to keep him at the top of the card. The guy who ain't been out the main event since the only time he was out the main event was the 30, 30 days he was on suspension. And every main event on Raw before and after, he's been the last man on the show. And I think that's what hurt is they hold the whole Raw brand as a whole because Vince still holding that key and it's still his hands on it. And that's what he's trying to do is push one guy instead of spreading it out and probably dropping that guy down and just spreading it out with everybody and maybe giving that guy a break also and so he can get over himself without seeming like he's been pushed by Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean, looking at what Rich is saying, you know, Vince is – Fingerprints are still, you know, all over Raw. Um, you know, the thing about Roman Reigns, I think, you know, as time's gone on, it's like it's just not going to happen. Um, I think they missed a golden opportunity not having him beat Rusev and being U.S. champion right now and like running his own race, so to speak. And I think when they involve him with Kevin Owens, who the fans love and chant you deserve it at, um, you know, them being on equal footing is an affront to what those fans think should be happening. Um, and then somebody like Seth, you know, treating him as a peer um, is also damaging when Seth presents himself as peerless, you know. Um, no, nah, I agree with a lot of what Darrell saying. Now, I'll say this, like, looking at a guy like Bo Dallas right now, um, He's in as good a position as he's ever been, unless you count, like, his first two weeks on the main roster. Um, so there are some good things, but, um, you know, about Roman, I definitely feel that way. 
especially when I can look at SmackDown. Like, the, the only guy on SmackDown that you could say is not getting the attention you wish he did is Apollo Crews. Um, and as much as I like the guy, everybody can't win at the same time. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, um, no, you're definitely right about the main event picture of Raw. Now, I'll say this as well, though. Like, I don't know how much say he has in this guy directly, but I'll be damned if Jericho isn't, again, at the top of his game in a completely different way. Just everything the guy does. I just love it. Um, You know, I think concerning, you know, Triple H, it's interesting that he's not on camera um, because, you know, you can make the argument he doesn't want to be, but they bring him up every three damn minutes. About about his involvement in what's happening and how he doesn't want to face Seth or Seth wants a piece of him or Stephanie doesn't know about him or him and Mick Foley's relationship is strained, you know. So there is that, but you know, I think how the main event's being handled, how it's not about two guys trying to prove to the other that they're the best for their glory, not so somebody else respects them or somebody else appreciates them, is damaging and is a big part of why. SmackDown, which gets a different amount of treatment, is a better show right now. So true, so true. Like, why is right? wrong yeah. if you fit a fight for the title? Why you ain't talking about winning the title? You still worrying about why I wasn't picked. That's why it seemed like your baby face turn ain't a real baby face turn because crying about why not get picked and why not just going out there winning the title and then screwing, screwing them over that way. Not about all this other foolishness. That's why your, him being a babyface right now is so unbelievable. And he's still doing the same heel tactics. They just having him have matches and trying to set him up to get babyface popped. And I think the pop that he got on Monday wasn't even that loud to be a babyface yeah. because you could still hear some booze and stuff like that. Like. That's going to be a hard turnaround if you're trying to set up something for him to get a massive pop uh, pop to outshine somebody who's supposed to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Right on. No matter yeah, how it doesn't help that, you know, you know, feuding with, uh, with Kevin Owens. So. And, and trying to turn after, you know, being so effective as, as a heel. It's, it's definitely an uphill uphill climb and oh like the caller earlier on the live cast was like if they did just did that in reverse and had Seth or had Roman make the save for Seth and I was just said yeah like the psychology even just from a psychology standpoint of why the, the fans don't want to see don't want to st- stop watching Roman get stomped like oh I don't oh, we were enjoying that you know, but if Rollins was in that situation, getting stomped out by two guys, even even if Kevin Owens is one of them, and Roman makes the save, they certainly want to see the beating stop, uh, uh, and it might do something for Roman, and it goes, it gives that boost of of real change credibility or real credibility to his change. Uh, to go, man, I stabbed this guy in the back. I bragged about stabbing this guy in the back. I made a career, you know, at least recent career, of 
stabbing this guy uh, in the back and, and making a big deal out mm-hmm. of it. And he still, you know, kept me from, you know, uh, uh, you know, they don't have to go immediately be best friends, but he could just, just that realization. Like, and he still, uh, you know, came out and kept me from, you know, maybe into my career, go over hyperbole with it. It doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, may, and just, you know, he doesn't have to say audibly, oh, Maybe I need to think about, you know, but he can have a look. He can have a, someone composed a question to him in a way where it's obvious. Oh, shit, look at him. He's thinking about, you know, about whatever. And, and no, he didn't. It's they went the way they saying, did. Like, it's as easy as saying, you and I don't get along. You stab me in the back, but you stab me in the back by yourself. And if we're ever going to make this right, we're making this right one-on-one. Nobody else is going to get to you. Nobody else is going to jump you. This is between us. Like, there's there's a noble way of saying I'm going to beat the shit out of you without, you know, without seeming like a sucker for saving that guy from a beatdown. So, yeah, you're right. Definitely agree. And then how they book all cage matches anyway with um, baby faces, they make them look stupid. The baby face should be the one who don't want to escape the cage who don't want to climb over, who want to beat you in the middle of the cage <laughs> and and then go from it from there, not climb over it. Then now I have two people jump on me <laughs> and bring me back in the ring. Now here comes somebody saving me by running through, and he just saving me because he's trying to get at somebody else and he really don't like me or whatever. And he's just trying to uh, prove to his parents that y'all y'all chose the wrong kid. He don't even want the title. I, I didn't understand that whole thing on Monday. They didn't make people want to watch the pay-per-view or think about the pay-per-view. They just got people thinking about, oh, man, here we go again. Same old Vince trying to get somebody else over no matter what, no matter who he has to burn through and stuff like that. I think they should be driving more people to watch SmackDown than uh, than watching Raw. All right. All right, well, good shit yeah. as always. Uh, uh, Darrell, even to the chagrin of some. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, yep. I want to hear y'all right. talk about Supergirl, too, <laughs> what you thought about the trailer of Supergirl and stuff like that. Um, I can just say real quick, I just thought it was a generic, yeah, thanks for the call, generic kind of trailer. I I mean, it was good. It was like, oh, okay. But I don't know. Maybe I should watch it again. Um, uh, I don't know what Rich meant by when the team went heel. I I don't remember hearing anything with the Warriors, but we fucking with uh, with Steve Steve Kerr, right? I mean, clearly. What about it? Oh, he just, I, I just, that's all uh, Rich put a MC Hammer no, tweet okay. where to uh, Steve Kerr at a press conference uh, standing with Kaepernick, you know, and that that whole okay. deal saying I yeah. would ima- I would hope that every American is disgusted and not mad at somebody taking a fucking knee, but mad at, you know, that, that, yeah. that, that, that. Oh, oh, the team went heel when they signed Durant. And complained about yeah. the 
fixed him. Yeah, I thought I thought earlier in the team, I thought the D was like, all lives matter. Some dumb shit, you know. So, uh, okay. All right. Um, let's see. What are we going to do here? Since nobody wants to email, that's fine. That's all good. Ah, here we go. Look at 845. Son of a bitch. Uh, 337. What up? How y'all doing today, guys? This is your boy Brad out of Louisiana. What's what up, man? Brad? Nothing much. Uh, I guess uh, my opening question is, uh, if, in MMA, which is uh, worse for the loser, to tap out or get knocked out? While both equal a loss, and if you had to lose your product, you would go to sense. decision. Like, your like Which one like, looks worse on... <laughs> Uh, well, it depends on, I guess, the tap out. Because if you break your arm before you, and you by the time you tap, I mean, you, you yeah, but I'd rather have a. Uh, yeah, it, I'd rather in the out. moment, I'd probably I'd rather, rather have a concussion or be knocked unconscious the long, rather than yeah. have my arm snapped. But just not in I that hole that's about right. to have my arm broken. I, I kind of would rather have my arm here All right. and not, my, you know, my brain. I'd rather almost All right. sleep. Yeah. I wanted yeah, action yeah. basically. I was acting in the sense of fighter credibility. Mm. So like, this isn't, I, I, you I think it's the same. I, 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 it's not nineteen, you know, eighty two, where the guy in wrestling has to pass out uh, yes. in order to keep because well, nobody taps out or nobody says I. Could, and I guess I was whatever, acting, and I got the. I guess I got the answer that I wanted, right? So, whenever you lose the match, I guess they're just, uh, whenever you lose the match, I guess they're just trying to say that a loss is a loss and it doesn't matter. Whether you win mm-hmm. via tap, whether you win via knockout, whether you win by decision, you still win, right? Is that the message they're trying to get across with John Cena? Because Super Cena trying to be, quote unquote, protected by a roll up. It's ludicrous. I've never understood why a wrestler would rather lose by a roll-up. Because, because it's a leverage. I would much rather be knocked. Yeah. Be, there, yeah, but I you can't can convince get, me that. It, it, it's the visual of it, though, Brad. If somebody, if you see, it's way more emphatic. You're way more likely to get a rematch if you lost. Just kayfabe. If you lost by a roll-up, guy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cradles you inside cradles you and leverages you and you pop up like or in Cena's case roll out of the ring at at a you know hell of a clip Um, that's way more face saving than getting caught with a guy's big finishing move and Brandon the other thing that I'd say when you have a match that's face versus face on my screen the the competitive aspect of it, the um, the athletic a- aspect mm-hmm. of it, and in order to continue kind of that 
rivalry that's not I want to fight you on site is something like this. Somebody catching you slipping as opposed to actually hurting you to the point of losing the match. So I think that plays into it too. Yeah, I, I Fred, yeah, I hear concert. cartoons in the background. I hear as my <laughs> my little girl's trying to uh, get in my uh, studio right now. As she should. And she has her, and she, so uh, so she's having a ball <laughs> trying to uh, open the door, but uh, I don't think she's tall enough. But um, we uh, <clears throat> but I've never uh fully understood that for certain things. It's kind of like the whole concept of the cage uh like i remember i think maybe i heard bruce mention like you know the way the stipulation for climbing the cage and getting out through the door was brought up so nobody has to take the pinfall if i'm correct right mm-hmm. yeah and but and i guess it's a lot worse nowadays because there's always going to be interference in uh these matches for some reason well not always but most of the time there's there's interference in these matches anyways and the whole concept was to keep people out of it so it's uh it's one of those things that i kind of wish we they would retrain us for a while and like if we got another cage match nobody actually interferes and we actually see a pinfall in these scenarios i don't i can't remember or recall the last pinfall or submission i've seen in a cage match maybe that ambrose that asylum match but that was a whole nother Boss, bargain that there, you know. So, uh, but does does that even happen anymore? Pinfalls and submissions in uh these cage matches. I think that so yeah, does it I happen think that Ambrose Jericho match, I think did have that stipulation. Um, doesn't always happen. Uh. So. Yeah, so um, I guess my next, the next topic I wanna, the next point I wanna make is uh, oh, I forgot where I was going with all this. Uh, the the, the uh, bless her whole, heart. Uh, yeah, she's so sad. She's so sad. Come on, baby. Yes. <laughs> She does. She was. She uh. She does not care that I'm on the phone. But she uh. When I told her I was on the phone, she started swarming down. So she uh. She cared more than I thought she would have. I forgot where I was going with my uh. Train of thought. She threw me off. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's okay. I'm pretty uh. I, I listened back to the audio from last week and I was like, bro, I was all over the place. I don't know where uh, I started I mean, the show, where I landed. Though. Not a uh, good, good company then. Well, see, there was something about Tom Martin I wanted to reference, and I just can't remember what it was now. And that's why I write these things down typically. But uh, oh man, it's gonna drive me nuts now. But uh, with the uh finals uh after the ra- uh, wrapping of the Cruiserweight Classic, it's weird to have a Wednesday without this coming on now. Yo, yeah, I was thinking about that today. 
today. Different like, time, oh, yeah. Or yesterday, I was like, there's no Cruiserweight Classic tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? And Mech, it, does anybody great, have... You know. Well, yeah, yeah, but it was a nice... Uh, it was a nice addition, man. It was it was a very nice addition. You get to see one mm-hmm. wrestling show, then you get to see another wrestling show. With again, they had similar presentations, but maybe it's just the look of the show looked similar. But like, cause the presentation was still different. But like, uh, definitely got to see two different shows uh, being presented. Oh, uh, one of the things I, uh, as far as the list from Cody Rhodes. He uh, did a interview with Sam Roberts that uh, I think last week. And I think he said he knocked off like either completed that list or he he's pretty much done with it. And he said he has another one, but he's not writing that one down. He's just gonna keep that one in his head. Uh, but did y'all say something about him going and uh, going to TNA? Is what they reported? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Showing up tomorrow. They got a video on video up. Uh, you know, hyping his his thing, his debut tomorrow. This would have been a lot more interesting about five years ago. Well, when, not with Cody Rose. Well, for me, it just five years ago when the man was better. Well, I'm just saying uh, the uh, the roster at that time. I guess I'm more, I was more familiar with the roster about five years ago. I'm not very familiar with it right now. I know Matt Jeff. Lashley. Oh, uh, what, 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 what is it? Sandow? I don't know. His, uh, I right. can't remember. It was something Rex. Yeah. Uh, and I just know Bobby Lashley has been destroying everything ever, but uh, I'm basically catching most of the stuff on recap. The last time I actually uh, tuned in for it was for the, the final deletion. And I never even caught the second uh, little run that they did similar to it. So uh, yeah, TNA is it was always it's been weird for for me at least. Uh, is Bram still there? I, uh, Bram, I don't know. <laughs> is that that is that that guy still there? Well, I know there's a crazy Steve. I know Abyss has to still be there. Abyss, Abyss ain't going nowhere. I don't think. Oh, Joe oh, Parker, Joe Parker. Uh, showed up uh, as something I heard. Oh, for real? Re- oh, you see, now that's actually Yeah. <laughs> I, I read somewhere online that a rumor was going around that WWE was interested in purchasing that, uh, purchasing TNA, and uh, like they're worth $40 million or something. Yo, I had a good laugh at that earlier on the live cast. Yo, wait a <laughs> minute. I was like, well, if TNA... Look, if TNA is worth forty million, then Global Force Wrestling got to be worth like five or ten, at least bare minimum. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. But Cam, shout out to uh, was that you who said Jericho still is the man again? Yeah, man, he's he, everything he does just gets over. Like he's a different type it, of field than he's been the last three times, and it's just good every time. Man, I, I I didn't watch all of Raw last week, but man, I seen the segment, that segment that he did, him and Kevin Owens, and the one with Mick, bruh, that that and they make me giggle. It's 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 so good. Oh, then like when Mick tells him, he calls him a stupid idiot, and then he's like stealing catchphrases. I whenever people when when people uh when Vince does the comedy thing. I don't. I think he. I think he fails to realize that things that are funny just are 
fun. And, like, he tries to make comedy happen. A lot of times you get a ha but, like, things that are just funny that really make you laugh, they just kind of happen, at least in real life, you know? Like, a funny moment just happens. You know, I don't necessarily think of my funny moments, you know? Like, if I actually say something that's funny, it just happens. So, I think if you pull back on us, yes. No, just personally, my I can't think of I can't go. Oh, let me be funny or write a funny thing or even come up with a exactly. funny line. My best funny is playing off of other people. Like I have to be set up in some way, not in the traditional. Well, you know, what do you get when you do? You know, some stupid hack thing, but just somebody <laughs> saying something and bam, making fun of them or whatever it is. So yeah, funny is <laughs> everybody can't be the same funny and Vince McMahon's idea as we know of funny is already it's, you know it's like it's super and duper corny peeing on each other uh, it, it's it's ridiculous it kind of makes me giggle that like those types of uh, he, he hasn't realized that after all these years those type of jokes are kind of played out that uh, we, we people enjoy a different style nowadays you know so uh, I, w- I wish somebody could get that message across to him because he has comedy writers, if I'm not mistaken, on the show. And I'm like, that that that's not going to fly with me. Uh, did y'all say something about Shardy Lowe in an accident? Shardy Lowe? Yeah, he did. Shardy Lowe passed away last night, man. Hit and run. What the heck? Where the hell was I? Was I under a rock? Like, they know Shardy Lowe? Like I got no kind of like Ti, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. See, when I was hearing y'all talking about, I thought y'all was talking about Atlanta, and I was like, "Hold up, that's I don't I, I didn't hear anybody say this happened on Atlanta." Yeah, oh. low and the big yeah. 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 That's Shawty They know. Man. They know. That sucks, man. Yeah, so apparently, according to, according to uh, uh, Darrell, I think it was Darrell that told us, um, somebody ran him off the, off the road. And he was, he had like two women in the car with him. They got thrown from the car and are okay. They're alive and like superficial injuries maybe. But he, he didn't make it. Dang, that sucks, like it, man. Them balls. Uh, One the of them balls. You know, all that. Whew. Man, I hope his family taken care of. I wouldn't want it to, uh, I wouldn't want to go out that way. That sounds, uh, that sounded kind rough, of intentional man. if that's what happened. So, uh. That's all I'm reading it, too. It's rough. Yeah. Man. But, uh, well, damn, man, that, that kind of, uh, that, I was never the Star Wars like, movie. I started a little mark, but uh, I definitely like they know. I was more. I was a. I'm a Ti guy myself, and I know he they definitely had, had his hit. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, and they were catchy. Yeah, they were. That that they know was catchy. Mike, and I remember he had uh, Mike played Laffy Taffy uh, the done, three times. Tight. And he had that done it all. Right, he was in the right. D4L. Yeah. Yeah, he was in uh, D4L. Right. Forgot about that. Whew. Play Laffy Taffy at least four times tonight. Might turn it on 
too. The, bro, this, I this the morning dance. when I was... Yeah, that was one of the songs when it came out. Uh, I, I just didn't. I was not into, and I, I guess I thought I was too cool for it or whatever. But then I, after a while of hearing it, I, it made me laugh one time, and I was like, "Bro, why did I not like the song when it first came out? This song's great. It's, it's super entertaining." Uh, yeah, that was with crank dance stuff. There are a few times in this early, you know, I pretty I stopped like listening at least as a bass as my number one genre. I stopped listening to hip hop in 2000, and there were moments where I would I would come back. Like I, I came back in like 05, 06. I found MF Doom and just kind of like you know, but like the mainstream stuff, it was just like nope. Uh, but there were a few, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, a few moments, and when that uh, what was that. Um, you know, to that, what was the, ding, 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 snap, snapback, snapback. Yeah, snap yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's happening. what I'm saying. But when that style and everything oh. for, like, summer 04 oh, was that, either crunk uh, yep, or M-I-Y-T. snap, whatever. Yep. Yo, fucking franchise boys, I was so, yeah, I was on that. Yo, every remix that they had tones. for that, I was I was on it. For the Ringtones was popping. Oh man! I Yo, yeah, it was like two years. You can make like a million dollars off ringtones. <laughs> uh, Bruh. But yeah, this yeah. morning for some yeah. for some reason I, I woke up this morning and just like apparently I had like I just wanted to hear Many Men by Fifty Cent, so I ended up at work listening to old like nine uh, uh mid two thousand uh freaking hip hop, and I'm just Listen. like. Well, my drive down here, there was a stretch. Uh, I think it was from Arkansas to 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 Austin. That last leg where I was just like, it's all mid mid to late nineties hip hop for the next six hours, right? So I ran through like every early Wu Tang joint, Iron Man, Cuban Lace, the old Dirty joint, um, and I was so mad. Oh, I listened to Camp Low. Um, you know, Camp I was just in that, in that, in that mood, and I was look at Steve Williams on NXT. Oh shit! Who? <laughs> he was at the taping. <laughs> but <laughs> um, damn, now I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying, Brandon? Oh, you was listening to Camp Low. <laughs> Oh, Camp Low. And I was so mad that I didn't have my Locks We Are the Streets album on there. Heat it. Heat it. Oh, but I that, had it on my that, that. I listened to it, so it was all good. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Um, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, you're getting them, you're getting the modes, man. It's like this, it's just. It just, it just happened like, to be. Uh, next thing I know, I'm listening. Man, so oh, so look, when I was a kid. I wanted to be a wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, my, uh, y'all got y'all got to promise probably to laugh at me. My original character name was the Bomb. That was it. And okay. the way I thought of it was clearly like nineteen ninety-five <laughs> or you know three. <laughs> so the way I thought of it was the Rock was pretty big at the time. He was named after oh. an inanimate object. Bombs are inanimate objects. I'm gonna be the Bomb. That, that was, that was oh, okay. Eventually, I, I it was a little past the bomb my, as a slang term right. being 
like cool. Like I don't remember people cool. saying, yeah. um, you know, in like senior year of high school, freshman, sophomore year in college, like 97, 98, 99, wasn't nobody saying the bomb. At least non-ironically. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay, so, you but know. Right. How old were you? How old were you, though? Whoo, I was probably 9, 10. Because right, you're like 26 now, right? I'm 27, yeah, I turned 28 in a couple months. Okay, okay so you're younger. Right, right, so. I was so, yeah, so, all right, so, uh, eventually, eventually. Uh, so, you're, the, you're this, excused this for the mom. <laughs> well, thanks. That makes me feel a lot better because Laura was uh, Wait, I, and I, I hate to keep jumping in on your story, but my wrestling gimmick or my gimmick name was Pristine Prentice Page. I was like this metrosexual, ooh. you know, always nails done guy, pretty boy. So the bomb probably wins. I don't know, man. That one, that one has a uh, that one can get over. Yours can get over. Mine, mine was not. <laughs> I mean, Diamond Dallas Page got over. I mean, you you had a, a pretty uh good good shot there. Uh, well, so eventually my uh nickname ends up becoming Breezy, like at school and stuff. So I just started wrestling as Breezy. So my uh nickname was the Fly God, and uh, this is right whenever as a kid I'm trying to do music, and I. The name, I had a song that was named after my alias, which was the Fly God, and the name of the song, the beat, we named it Glory. So imagine how I felt the moment I hear Bobby Roode debut with his glorious <laughs> song, because now while his is different, my, my, my theme song was similar to it, because they would come on and had this weird violin orchestra sound it goes it was like dun, and you would hear glorious glorious and then they think the drums would come in but like i was so when i hear that i was like bro that's ridiculous my brother looked at me say bro that sound like your old fly guy shit from whenever you were like 12 he so i was like bro he but uh i, I like bobby Roos. Stuff, I just was, uh, thought I should share that with y'all. I would, matter of fact, if I get a chance, I would send y'all the actual beat if I find it so y'all can hear, like, how similar they sound. Not similar, but you could, I feel like they have similarities between the two. You know what, Brad? You've been, uh, I don't know, how long have you been listening to the show? Like six months or something? You've been a torch guy for a About little that? longer, a little more than that? Oh, I've been, been that like, long, or about a year now. Oh, okay, okay. Over a year now. So, I've been VIP for about Are you a year familiar? Yeah. And Josh will appreciate this. Are you familiar with the PW Torch rap? Oh no. There's a PW Torch rap. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go I ahead and put you on hold. With well, well, thanks for the call, and I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, and everybody uh, this here treat. Oh no. Want the latest in racial news analysis, official expert dialysis. Log on to pwtorch.com and cease the childish shit. Since 1987, Torch has given news and perspective that enhance being a wrestling fan or a wrestler. We all know that wrestling is stage and scripted. 
It takes a team with several sources to deliver secrets. Implicitly stated, the job and objective waiters delivering to the wrestling audience. They're often imitated, but never faded. Thousands of subscribers and VIP members elated. They know who Triple H is and how he's using his political power. They know that Russo is only good at crash booking and literally needs that Ferrara. We know how ECW lost several millions over years. And why Austin was fired by Eric Bischoff before he started drinking beer on TV. And how he uses his political power. <sighs> Shit. Yo, Faye, Faye, like, oh, she's on her laptop, and she looks over at me, and she's like, the fuck is this shit? Like, you can't even, <laughs> you can't even sneak it in, like. <laughs> we know who Triple H is. <clears throat> All right. And then I just Steve, see, bring this it is to happening. the that, that tweet Say what? has hit. That tweet has hit 1,992 retweets. <laughs> You're killing that, man. It's so bad. Oh, you're one it. with the... the like, it's is that the guy that's talking about how much money he makes and lost his yeah. girl or whatever? It's going to hit 2,000 in like two minutes. That's ridiculous. Got to be careful. Get caught in these Twitter streets. Man, I'm so glad I don't... How does, yeah, just glad. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, keep things moving. You know who Triple H is. Oh, wait a second. Uh-oh. This isn't good. They know who Triple H is and how he's using his political power. They know who Triple H is and how he's using his political power. They know who Triple H is and how he's using his
Morris from Chicago. I don't have my sound up, so I'm going to just play whatever. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, what's, what's going on, guys? What's up, Haram Boris? Hey, did y'all, um, did y'all check out um, Ghost Rider? So, I don't, okay, so, Boris, I'm on episode nine of season one on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. However, I did last night because uh, Rich and Shahid were watching it, and we were in a group chat, Um, I did turn it, because I I still DVR Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I did see, like, the lead-up and transformation, and I bind it, and it looked really good. Like, it looked really cool. Technology has come so far, and I'm so happy about it. That's the that's you know that's my Tuesday lineup. Agent Shield now, in the Ghost Rider series and SmackDown. But my thing is just to see us come this Wait, far. It's, an, with, it's his own series, or is he on Agents of Shield? He's he's on, he's on Shield. Shield, and it's nice. If I, I'm not going to spoil it. It's just nice. No, 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 yeah. no. I just want to know the format. So he's just a character on Agents of Shield. Like there's an arc for his character. Yeah. From what I learned, okay. and this is the thing what Marvel's doing is taking B list, C list, whatever characters and, 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 oh, and oh, you know, making them A list. Deuce would be happy with that. Uh, well, okay. Um, no, but what I'm saying is there's variations of, of Ghost Rider. We're getting the one that mm-hmm. drives the car instead of the bike, you know, because we've seen the, the, the one that, you know, Nicholas Cage was the one that rode the bike, but. It's been explained that this is one, this is version two, and and from what one of the reviews I read is that they did this panel by panel of the car. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Well, You're fine. they You're fine. they did panel by panel of some of some of the imagery of Ghost Rider and the boy with the wheelchair and all this, and I'm just like, I don't know nothing about this guy. I don't know nothing about this character, but the way it's been expressed and all the things I've been hearing about it, I'm just watching it evolve. And it's just it's just so it's so it's so awesome what Marvel Disney is doing, you know, with with the brand. You know what I'm saying? How we talk about what we want from WWE. On the other side, we look what we get from Marvel and um, Marvel and um, Disney. And it's just mm-hmm. we we at the end of this this long term booking with Marvel Disney, we're gonna get the biggest fight ever, and we don't know how they're gonna pull it off. You know what scale they're going to be, but as the trajectory of where we're going, it's going to be nice. And for in the contrast that we, huh? Do you have Marvel Unlimited? Uh uh-uh. uh No. Okay. Well, Rich told you to get Marvel Unlimited, and uh, and get woke because he was talking shit about uh, call, uh <laughs> Ghost Rider, a C-list hero. Well. I'm saying from a perspective, you know, I don't know who he is, period. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. you don't know who he is. All right. no, that's, well, that's, I'm saying, that's... I'm saying, okay, as far as, a, I'm trying to explain it in a way, a good a way. I, all I know is the Nicolas Cage version. That's it. And that's all what they put on, on, on the stream. Yeah. Right, on the stream. But from other reviews and other people talked about it, I just discovered there's a female, there's, a, there's an actual Ghost female Ryan. one. Yeah. A ghost rider, and there's this guy here that drives the car, and then it was explained how he got his power. So I'm right now. What I would do after I finish watching this, because I, I 
you know, I watch it again, I'm going to go to YouTube and, and then I'm going to see if I can find more stuff about now that I've seen him. Now I want to know more about him. And that's the thing about wrestling. I have seen some of these guys in New Japan and now the Cruiserweight Classic brought them over here. But I was just waiting to see if WWE themselves, the Raw part, can actually pull this off. And I wasn't surprised. They they, they couldn't do it. And they it's, it's, I was going to ask you guys that, you know, WWE has a big reputation you know, because they have all the all the wrestling stuff, but we coming to the point where WWE can't even actually um, um, hold. You know, how can I explain this? As the company they are, which is still Vince, is it showing that he cannot build stars or even even do justice to the stars that are already stars? If you notice, only people that get through that are strong enough to. I don't know even how to explain that. How the Kevin Owens is getting over. Is it basically the fans versus, you know, the Miz? He's been doing real good, but people people don't like him, but he's actually a good heel. You know, I'm, I'm trying to understand how people, you know, are looking at things versus what the company is actually putting out and what we're seeing, you know? Well, Morris, number one, did you know that the female Ghost Rider is the only Ghost Rider Eight days a month. No, see, I just learned something from you just now. No, well, wait, you learned wait. something that wasn't true. That'd be super misogynistic. I was about to say, um, please clear accurate. that. Uh, clear that <laughs> up if that's a joke. Right. He should have let it go. Um, should have let it go. He'd have been all on the message no, board. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know, but I female Joker know. or female Rod, J- Ghost Rider. I know it's you know, all I know. She was on the guy mentioned Aunt Flo Rider. That's really what Aunt Flo Rider. Oh, good yeah. gosh. But, no, um, you, you know, Boris, like, what you bring up is a very real problem. Um, now, Miz, I'll, I'll say this, because I genuinely think this. You know, for all the criticisms about, you know, how Marvel is able to take these lower-level heroes and right. weave them into a story, um, I, I think if, if we're going to consider, you know, Rusev and Miz, lower level heroes, quote unquote, I think they've actually done a good job with those two in particular. But um, you know, how these things operate in the grand scheme, like it's a very real issue that's never really been able to be solved. Like they were blessed with that embarrassment of riches in the early two thousands of every big star in America working for one company. And so even if they're not involved in the biggest storyline, we think of them as important. Now, um they're trying to find a way with guys like Bo Dallas and guys like uh, Braun Strowman and even guys along the level of... He's uh, Slater. He's Slater. Well, well, I think they've done a good job with him, too. But a um, guy like uh, Baron Corbin, who um, I think they're doing a pretty good job with. It, it, it's a working process, though. I, I think um, those guys are going to get where you want them to be, but it is really going to be some time um, because they have to be given that level of attention. Let me ask you some Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. Let me ask you something about Apollo Cruz. Should he have came up before actually nope. getting in, nope. getting the, getting the NXT title? Stay down there and work. Should he be on the NXT roster right now? Right Apollo, now. I'm so, I, I'm so we should like, be we should be getting ready for an Apollo Shinsuke match. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I was going to say. Why did he, why did they pull him up before he got a chance to touch that uh, a title down in NXT? 
You know, it's just like, why would you not let this? Well, I'm just saying, why would he get it? Why didn't he stay down there and 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 build him to something and not rush into the Well, the conspiracy is Triple H didn't want to send his guys, you know, it was that that round of call-ups after WrestleMania, and he didn't want to send up any of, uh, any of, you know, his guys or guys that he was that he needs to make NXT work and draw on the road. Um, so he didn't send, you know, so he never, so he sent up, <laughs> you know, the Vault Villains and Apollo Crews and Enzo and Cash just happened to work, but the other two uh, aren't. Vault Villains haven't been on TV in weeks, or I think they lost the tag, you know, in that that tournament, uh, and. Apollo Crews is jobbing to, sorry, they went over the, the definition of jobber and all that stuff. Apollo uh, Crews is putting over uh, Baron Corbin very quickly on SmackDown in the middle of a some random SmackDown, you know, in the middle of a SmackDown. Yeah. Um, what, what do you guys, I've seen, delete, I've seen the delete and the K, I haven't seen the other one yet, the aftermath. But I'm just amazed at how this thing, this this stuff is a, a, a you know, is possible. You know, these I I really like that, and it's something that WWE really tried to duplicate and they can't. And I think it's because it's the it's the star themselves creating this. You know, like Matt Hardy or whatever. This is his weirdness, and I think, on all I think if we allow if WWE allow other people to. Be creative. I think we would see some something different from these guys if they were able to take the shackles off. Because I think if, like if Matt, you know, if they didn't, if they was tied to something in WWE, they wouldn't be able to do this. You know, I even like the what is his, what is his name? What's the drone name? I saw him. I, I saw the drone get killed. You know, get the spray spit on him and die. I was like, oh man, they got it. You know, and it's amazing how they took something just like that with that's not even a that's just a a robot, a drone, and made you <laughs> care about it. You know what I'm saying? Versus our own stars in WWE, how many of um, you really care about versus just watching that those little scenes with the uh, the delete and decay, and it's something it's something there. I mean, they you know? they definitely found a way to make people care about yeah about those characters and about that particular yeah and, and about that particular like, instance like I don't know like I like this Bo Dallas thing I don't know if this Bo Dallas thing is actually getting over you do you know like, people well I mean I understand what they're going for um, like. The Heath Slater thing, they have made him an actual sympathetic character. Like, I don't know if, like, I kind of wonder, like, I don't know if they owed Rhino a favor. I don't think Rhino's <laughs> really adds to what Heath Slater's doing at all. Um, but good for him. Well, did like, you, did you like hear Rhino, Wade talk about how they're taking, they're basically ripping off the American Alpha gimmick from NXT? Oh, I mean, it makes sense now that you say it. Like, guy, we don't have like the one guy who's for. rolling his eyes at the other silly guy who wants to get over these catchphrases mm-hmm. and like really gung ho about being a team. And the one guy's like, "Look, mm-hmm. the company just put us together. Why are we even?" It's different. The dynamic is different here with you know how yeah. and, and 
right and became partners, but yeah. still. Yo, Rachel's I mean, face is fucking gorgeous. I'd never noticed because I was so mad at her. No, she she's, you know, some fucking air rat. How you going to be a, not how you going to be an air braces, but how you going to be an air braces? Like, come on. You know what? I, mean, I hope you, you get know, fucking pulled out of every every airline line, airplane line next I, month. I, I get very close bitch. to where I live, <laughs> so mm. I don't have a lot to a lot to say about that subject. But uh, but yeah, mm. I, can I make a comment on the Bo Dallas thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you noticed? Have you have you noticed? It's something. It's something going on here. If we could tap, if they, I hope they tap into it. Have you noticed the fans been che- been cheering for the jobber? They've been cheering for each time he. It seemed like the jobber either get a strike in or something. They started cheering for him. Have you noticed that? Yeah. In the match with Bo, yeah. and I think they have something with Bo that they think it's a possibility that somebody's going to come out and actually pin him. Sort of like the uh, uh, Barry like Horace when he first got when he got his one victory. I think it was Barry Horace got his one victory. I think we're gonna uh-huh. have some, if they tap into it. I don't know if they know what they they got here. But the fans been trying, been cheering on the jobber against Bo Dallas. Yeah, they the week before organic. they were chanting "Let's go jobber." Like they, <laughs> and it's not just cheering his moves, like "Let's go jobber," clap, 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 clap. Right, and it's been, and that's been firing up Bo Dallas to beat, you know, to beat the crap out of him and get it over with. But man, if he lose, it's gonna be oh, that place is gonna explode. Because they don't see. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know don't don't about exploding. They might pop a little bit, but. You know, uh, it's something different. Words matter. This is what you want to do. Somebody, they want somebody to get over on this guy. And it just matter who. You see what I'm saying? And they're hoping it's not Jeff. What was the guy's name? What was the guy that uh, smacked down Um, for for sex? Yeah, James Allred or James Ellsworth. (laughs) Ellsworth, yeah. See, this has been brilliant. When they when they own when they own they own when they off they off. That's the thing about WWE. I wish we can get it all right, you know. But we had to pick the parts we like, and not hopefully don't be offended by the whole show, which was Monday. You know, you get your pick, you get your picks out of there. But man, it's just hard. To, it's hard to watch three hours. Yep. Now I have yep. to make a choice to go, take a nap and then wake up for the uh, podcast. You know. All right, guys, thanks. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Um, okay, so it's a minute and 40 seconds, so if it's not, like, terrible, or if it's so terrible that we got to keep listening, I'll uh, play it more. Uh-oh. But here's Brad's song from, I, I don't know, when, probably last week he made it. Let's see. <laughs> Alright, cool, Brad. 
and what was up to the idiotic shit like that. Like, I'm, like people don't even remember most, like, the, and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, will the, 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 the most average senior or common fan right now even fucking remember who he is? Let, let me uh, let me put this in some context. So Rich provided us with uh, a link from Inquisitor.com and a quote. I, I'm assuming it's from the link he provided, but I, I, I can't say for sure. Um, <clears throat> here's how I look at it. Yes, it's from the Inquisitor article. Here's how I look at it. If I was a promoter like Vince McMahon or Ted Turner, if I was trying to make money in the wrestling industry, I would judge it by having a person walk through Walmart he said, if CM Punk walked through Walmart, even as popular as he is, he's not going to get noticed as much as Hulk Hogan walking through Walmart. The reason why I say Walmart is that's our fan base. Uh, to the world of wrestling fans, who's going to be Sting's tag partner? The options are Lex Luger, Marcus Bagwell, Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe. I mean, who in the heck is Samoa Joe? And Luger wasn't fit enough, so I fit the what? And Luger wasn't fit. Oh, oh wait, I guess he means like in mid two thousand. Uh, Luger wasn't fit enough, so I fit the part perfectly. Bagwell said. So and also, yeah, okay. Rich said Bagwell is racist as fuck. So I guess it, he said some bigoted shit. Uh, uh, I don't know if in that particular interview, um, but I guess he he probably was like. Fuck Colin Kaepernick or something, you know. Probably he probably wants. To, he probably all lives is probably uh, his his comeback. Right. What about black on black crime? Yeah, but about let's shoot back right. to that fucking timeline. Like you talking about when Joe was probably almost at his fucking hottest when he first came to TNA. You four four five oh, years. Oh, for that sure. Time. He had one like, of he had one of the serious? best. Debuts like they built him up like oh shit Joe's coming he had that squash match I think on pay per view against Sanjay Dutt and you know uh, and was like off and running you know oh five oh oh six you know or no oh five because then uh, Angle came in in oh six and Joe was already established as the hot you know the hottest guy in TNA I mean they the right. first guy they feuded with Angle with but like. Six months if you went on. Exactly. Um, and I mean, it was matter of fact, two years later at that Bound for Glory or at that Slammiversary or whatever the hell it was where they did the cage, uh, Hard Justice or whatever, um, where they did the cage match that you, somebody talked about the, the, their biggest buy rate. That might have been you just now, Mike. Um, yeah, it was. It was their biggest live game. Yeah, he was still feuding with and making yep. money with Kurt Angle two years after he came after Kurt Angle debuted against him as the hottest guy. You know all that stuff. So, yeah, what a dick face. And not to mention, like he just fucking sold out. And then, then him and Shit they just sold out the fucking plate. Sixteen thousand headline. Like you never headline nothing. Like this is like yeah, yeah. Come on, like. You and you, what, what's this guy saying that uh, Andrade, you was uncle, you and uh, Riggs, y'all had to delay. He had the same attire they had on, the American male shit, man. Like, come on, man. Like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? Most people know you from from being fucking uh, Papa Pump ball bag. That's all the fuck he was. <laughs> Now I'm gonna I'm add the you gonna to, I, I'm gonna fuck everything up. Say the line again because I gotta hear, it, but I missed it. 
I say it fucking he was he was on Papa Punk's ball bag. That's all he was. He was just yeah, I well, I was looking at one of the old hey, night I balls. I'm like, a little bit. <laughs> I heard balls. He had to add the ball bang in the second time around. Ball bang. <laughs> yeah, I so said he just fucking. He was just hugging nuts. Like he was just happy to be there. You know, like Jay kids open up. He was just happy <laughs> that they just fucking made him NWO. He was just happy as fuck. Yeah, hey. that's enough with him. Like he, he another bitter one, I guess, because he's one of those names that's on that. You know that big lawsuit that's going on that they ain't gonna get no fucking money off of. Like so, he reaching right now. Like he reaching, he desperate. But the um switch lanes real quick as far as that. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Well, I can't really be mad at. uh, If it was his idea, Rich says Bagwell dressed it, put black, put shoe polish, and and wrestled in blackface against Ernest DeCap Miller. And uh, said some other messed up stuff. You know, I mean, if it's his idea, like, oh, let me go out there. I mean, st- I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he, I, right. I, I kind of got that piece of shit vibe from him. Like, anyway, back in the day, um, you know, Spring Break 98, because, you know, that's when they was doing the Nitro shit. You know, he was mm-hmm. out in Spring Break 98. Long story short, you know, him, it was him, Paul, uh, Nash. And Scotty Steiner. While they was pretty cool walking the whole beach, this motherfucker walked around like he was just, you know, just. I, I thought he was holding for a while the way he was just walking around like, you know, people coming up to him wanted, you know, take. At the time, you know, it was either an autograph or the, or, the, or the Kodak snap. You know what I mean? And the rest of them was pretty cool until some asshole made the mistake of throwing beer at him the point that they beat the shit out of him down the beach. But long story short, um, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I mean, not too much of um, Nash, but it was um, Steiner and Hall. I, I think they beat on like maybe six guys, and I'm talking about beating the shit out of them. Ran them off the beach while he did nothing. He just sat back and just, you know, like I said, just acted like a total fucking prima donna, you know. Fucking jerk. But enough about him, though. Well, you know, he like, might not have wanted to bruise his hand, you know, punching a guy in the Yeah. No, I mean, he was taking people and all that. Like, people would come up to him, you know, ask him, you know, are you, um, you know, are you buck bag? Well, you know, can I get an autograph and shit like that? He, he's he just looking like people talking a foreign fucking language to him. Like, you know. Yeah, I remember that shit vividly. Like, he, he, was, he was a jerk. You know, when I think a glimpse of him, and you know, in real life, but um, yeah. like the um, flip side, you know, to go on to that meet and game shit. I don't know, like it might be over, it might be nice finish, but I don't know, man. He told me the new asshole. Uh, see, I mean, I, thought, I, I, I Meet you, yeah. like I thought. Meet you, yeah. Was just like, oh, okay. He hit him, and then he came back, and they both got personal. Yeah, yeah. that shit was fire. Oh, shit, shit was fire, like, but like just because with, with the line, he, the line he shit came second. I don't. Yo, he, he, he making a mistake beat. with that. He he, nah, he asking for it. 
over that, like on some real street level shit. Like why? Like why? Yeah. Like why would? But you let me tell you like, something, Trav. It's the reason why he's doing that to the dude behind him. Like I, ain't, I I'm not gonna even hold you. Like Beans a real fucking street nigga, but the dude he got behind him, his manager, his manager on Whack One Hundred. This 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 motherfucker ain't nothing to play with. Like he pretty much like the new age should, but he you know more controlled and disciplined because like he like he he heavy out there out west, especially you know with that red team. If you know what I'm talking about, that like he heavy, like he a big homie, like mm. that's why he you know that's why they him and the other little clown little Ray J and all them running around. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Like whack got a lot of dudes up under him. Crazy. Yeah, because they got whack. Because they got whack behind him. You know they got. He had not only in L. A. He had in Chicago too. So you know, like that's why they feel you know feel so charged up. Yeah. So like this shit could this shit could go somewhere else. Like. This shit going on now, like this, 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 this could be some shit that really goes somewhere else. Like, Me, it, meanwhile, it yeah, I hope, I hope for fuck's sake, not. But meanwhile, Cedric Alexander just, uh, just pinned um, CN Almas and Dramina. That guy. Oh, what? Yep. Good man. Or good the baby fabulous huh? one. I said the baby fabulous one. The third fabulous one. Who's who's the third yeah. person on CN or? Yeah, <laughs> he oh. got the same setup. He got the same setup as remember the fabulous ones. Turn turning on um, lane. Vaguely, vaguely. I'm just glad he got yeah, rid of the dumbass suspenders and that stupid ass hat. Yeah. Even though the hat was kind of fire, but just not in this context. The kid that owns the table, the table to talk. Like in my mind and how I see it. Uh, we all are, you know, on the same page. SmackDown is a better, well-paid show. And to me, the titles over there mean more. To me, the titles on Raw mean shit. That Universal title is a mid-call. So I don't give a fuck how much they try to spin it. And, oh, Austin, it's like, 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 come on, Kevin Owens. Like, we know the real brothers on SmackDown. That's just some shit that they made. Like, come on. Like, why would you even say Austin is rock? shit that they all made. Yeah, exactly. I it's mean, like why why is Scientology any sillier or stupider than Christianity or Islam or a Judas? Because it was made up like forty years ago and not right. two thousand or six thousand years ago. That's what, that's the only reason people sit in judgment. Like it's like it's silly to talk about aliens in a volcano. That's, that's but not it's not reason, silly man. to talk about okay. talking snakes and other weird shit. So it's just weird. So it's, it's just a matter of you. It's just what's new and what's old. Yeah. People appreciate it. And I see you, Trav. I don't think they should rush, you know, Rollins. I think, you know, they should take their time and build them, you know, build two build them as a face. Like, cause just for them to flip the page like that, that shit, I mean, it makes no sense after all the shit he's done over the, you know, the, the course of the past three years or whatever the case may be. See, my assessment from the show, you know, is that they just all over the fucking place were wrong. Like, there's no one direction. It's just, I guess, you know, from the battle injury, that shit threw a lot of shit in the, you know, into disarray. But that shit is just all over the place. And then if you look at, you know, Tuesday night, 
the, the fluidity, the, how the show, the, the segments, how everything is shot, everything makes sense. They try to get from this point to that point to build, you know, to that point. Like, almost you can see, like, exactly where they headed, you know, moving forward and going towards, you know, maybe the season and all that. Is the chase for 16, which should be, you know, the big threat of the show. I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and on some other tip, do you, like, do y'all think um, the Bucks going to end up, you know, probably maybe the Bucks and, and Kenny or even the Bucks and Adam Cole, think they're going to end up um, coming over because they, their contracts are coming up? I mean, if if, there's, if they ever had leverage, like if WWE ever needed a tag team, like it, it's now. I can definitely see it. Because, and then especially how they seeing their boys being treated, like the Kevin Owens, the Ballas, the Age. You know what I mean? How yeah, being elevated, he's right now. Like, like they up, they all the way up, they all the way up. Yeah, like I was said, listening to. Like, oh, you got it. I was, yeah, I was listening to what y'all was saying earlier about Cena. I mean, like it's time. Like everybody, everybody had their time where they danced. I mean, that don't bother me to see him lose clean elbows. Nothing like that. That shit don't bother me. Like, it's time. It's time. I mean, like, if, if it plays out like, like Trav was saying, like, we really could come out Monday uh, with AJ Styles and Kevin Owens as the two top champions, Bullet Club as a tag team champion. Like, it's very plausible that that could be the case. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if, if there was ever a time uh, the, where the club, you mean? You mean Gallows? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The club. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we just talking about the club. Like, so. the thing, like, and yeah, I'm just like that could be the yeah. time for him. And then, you know, having all those, like, injecting them onto SmackDown. I mean, I mean Raw, especially, but injecting them onto SmackDown, like, we they're working, for lack of a better way of saying it, has another tag team in the mix, like, Imagine if we get, and I don't want to see them all be hurt, but, like, imagine that uh, Usos, American Alpha, Young Bucks, TLC match. Like, how do you not... Usos, American Alpha, Young Bucks, so triple threat tag uh, TLC match? Imagine. Like, it'd be ridiculous. Stupendous. Stupendous. Like, that's what I, I... I was, yo, Cam, like, I mean, we all had, like, great minds thinking, like, I was just thinking, like, I would rather see them on SmackDown because you got the Uso yep. and you got the Alpha over there. Like, dude, the, the, the fucking quality of fucking matches that those, like, they could, come on, that, that should, like, not to compare them to them because it's totally different. But like you just said, and I'm a, you know, feed off that analogy, that's your new W's, Hardy's, Edge Christians, right? Hands down. Yeah. Those three teams. Yeah, it's going to be like a, aesthetically a sight. Yeah. And that, that's your that's your three teams right there. To me, I don't know, like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or what, but it's, it, it, if you notice, they kind of like dumbing down Cass and, and Zoe. Like I don't know what's going on. Like they kind of like dumbing them them dudes down. 
or either it's just them and them uh, shining stars, they pulling them down. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Now, Mike, are the are the shining stars you, your favorite team of Hispanic Her- Heritage Month? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yo, why they got to put the, the first entrant into the Hispanic Heritage Month uh, when they did the Guerrero joint? I was like, oh, okay, so there's no way they're going to do the lie, cheat, and steal uh, this stuff. Because they can no, easily show his career and all that stuff and not have him say or be, have a, show a sign that's lie, cheat, and steal. And Mama Cita and all that fucking bullshit. And all that stuff. Don't, I wasn't even going that far. He's Mama Cita, Latino Heat, fine. Show signs and T-shirts of that. But don't show don't, don't don't go as far as the lie, cheat, and steal. And they went as far as the lie, Fucking tone down. Like, Definitely. Very fucking tone down. I mean, you got the guy like celebrating touch. Latino, his, uh, uh, Hispanic heritage. Lie, we cheat, we steal. <laughs> like, uh, fucking tone, tone deaf and out of touch. Yeah. Out of fucking touch when it comes to, you know, race-related things. Like, like come on, man. Like, like. Ethnicity is that like the evolution of it? Like, come on, man! Yeah, they stuck in like they my friends stuck in the eighties. I mean, it's time for an old man to go sit down. Let fucking um trips do his thing. Like, come on, you're seventy one years old. You just blew your other fucking father out again. Like, oh, like chick, go like go to a ball game with your grandkids or something, man. Man, you're yeah, not like, built for that, time. man. Vince the kind of guy that as soon as he retires, he's going to be dead within two years. <laughs> That's what to say. But, you know, it's like you know them old dudes that just don't want to stop working, even if they just work at a hardware store or, or or just whatever. They just want to work and they don't want to sit at a desk or do something. I don't want to be no Walmart greeter, you know, or I'm just standing there talking. Hello, let me work in the garden section work. And they're like, no, no, uh, Edgar, you know, you're 75. Let's. And then as soon as Edgar stopped, you know, being active, Edgar's fucking dead. Uh, and Vince McMahon is just literally just go, 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 go. Uh, you know what? He might not be dead. <laughs> Vince, uh, two years, just be fat as shit. And we're all going to be like, what? How? Damn. How? Like, what like, the fuck? You did, you did and into the right. weights and stuff. Can somebody explain to me, watching this damn Bellas, uh, Total Bellas uh, commercial, how is it at all disrespectful to walk in, to to be barefoot in someone's house? Ever? How? It's it's the you other way around the if they have that rule, like no shoes in the house. Yo, do y'all think that's his real crib, or do y'all think that's like from home? You know, like a TV, like a TV spot. Joint. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm assuming it's his. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, pretty I know you keep that bad girls club shit, like they um, they use house that houses that's like in foreclosure. Well, no, that's for a show, like right. But this is John Cena's house. John Cena's house. This isn't. We'll get a bunch of dumbass women from t- and, all these different and, backgrounds to yell and scream at each other in this big fancy house. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm getting at is looking at the overview of that house. I said, yeah, well, goddamn, that is the most hypocritical motherfucker I ever, <laughs> I ever seen. Like, oh, Zena? You see the fucking, 
Yeah, do you see the size of that fucking crib? Why is he hypocritical? Like, Does he say, like, you should only live in small houses? No, I mean, not just pertaining to that, but, you know, with his child to give off, you know, the hardest working dude, which he is, Mr. You know, right. Lowest, which he's the hardest working dude should have, have, a, have a big house, right? But I mean, people don't. The underdog, remember. Big houses they remember. Remember, he's supposed to be like the underdog, the blue collar dude. No, he's not. Mike, what's where you been? Cena is Superman. Superman lives in a giant fucking crystal fortress. Nobody's yeah. like, eh, maybe you should tone it down, it's Superman. So <laughs> yeah, right. Get a studio apartment right. in the Metropolis, Superman. <laughs> yeah, that was that no. was America, get my, you know, get as much as yeah. you can, Jack. People don't give a fuck. When I'm looking at it, all that fucking crazy is illustrious. You know. That shit looked like a compound. It looked like he was on his own fucking island. It was in well, what it looked like, that's at least in the first that first few segment, seasons of uh, Total Divas, was uh, sterile. Like, that's his house? Like, there's no personality? That's why I would go, oh, that's just a fake house. But it's like, no. I, I can imagine that's just his house. Just barren. No no pictures. No. He's just a weird guy that don't want, you know, I don't want no kids. I don't want to get married. I just want this big, giant house. No pictures of my even my current family. Yeah, you know, my mom and dad, and bro- I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just reading into it in the few episodes of that I saw in their house. But it didn't look like a personal, like a, someone that was a, a, a warm house or a warm home. It looked like some uh, crib for TV, like Mike's kind of getting it. Yeah. And my last thing, um, last thing for the night, fellas, because I know um, Dove, um, Brian from Kansas want to get in. Um, I just recently read something about uh, the old ass thing. Do you know this dude is still holding out hope? <laughs> the, the rest is take ass of Mania 33. Who? The rest is take at Mania 33. Who's holding out hope the rest of Undertaker? Sting. I thought he retired. Even. Officially said, he did an interview. He said no. He said he, he it, it didn't end the way he he would have liked it. Oh, he still holds. He said he fit. He said I feel fine. Nope. Nope. I'm praying no. neither one of them on the show. Neither one of them. No one. No part. No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. I got to say. Mm-mm. I'm good on that, and I'm good on Shane versus Brock. I'm good on those two. I'm I'm, I'm good on those. Yeah, nobody can any of that. All right, Mike. Good on shit. All right, fellas. I'll talk to you. All right, now let's go ahead and uh, bring in our good friend, friend from the desert, 25-year Pro Wrestling Torch VIP subscriber, Brian Elson. What? Brian, what's happening? Hey, Travis. Hey, Cam. Hey, uh, Trav, um, I need you to hold on. My uh, karate instructor wants to speak to you. He wants him to hug him. I'm sitting out in the car waiting, uh, waiting on hold. So you want, want him to speak to him real quick? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going uh, I'm not going to karate class. I'm just messing with you. How are you doing? Okay. Son of a bitch. The jokes, Brian. <laughs> uh, what's going on? What's, what's on your mind? Actually, I got four different things. First thing, um, since uh, – uh, yourselves and Mike was just talking about uh, or mentioned American Alpha. And you mentioned it a little earlier, Trav, about how Wade Keller was talking about how um, the Rhino and um, 
Keith Slater thing was like a little bit reminding him some of American Alpha, how they started off. But I tend to disagree with that. And the reason okay. why is because, um, remember, as it started off, is that Jordan was um, was teaming with Dillinger, and they broke up. And Jordan was just kind of hanging around, not doing a whole lot. And remember, it was um, Gable kind of bugging him every once in a while. It wasn't like they put – it's not like NXT or WWE put them together. They just kept kind of bugging him. And he said, hey, you know, let's get together, let's get together. And Jordan was like, no, 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 no. And he finally convinced them, and then they started doing okay, and then they had the whole towel thing. So it wasn't like – to me, it's not exactly the same thing. And I think um, – and then the other part that Mr. Keller talked about was about how they ne- they're not showing, like, any good backstory for American Alpha. While I agree with that, they haven't been up that long. And, you know, SmackDown is however, you know, two hours. So should they develop the characters more for people who haven't watched NXT? Yeah, I agree. But there's, you know, only so much you can do, you know, two hours. There's only so much you can do with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's about backstory. It's about developing going forward and just since they've been up for you know six eight weeks since the draft there's been no uh i mean what do we know about them besides i mean they're good they're really good that's not in doubt but we don't even know how they got together we don't know i mean do a two-minute like video that you put together for their first you know, three or four weeks on the roster on on SmackDown, and you play two minutes each week and play two minutes. No, there we go. Just throw the video from NXT. But no, throw the video before they had their tag title match, like, and then it's done. Yeah, yeah, there, you, there you go. Yeah, they did a real good job of uh, of, of putting them over uh, before they won the tag titles. You're right. Well, I, you know, don't quote me because my memory's kind of flying around, but I thought they did do some videos before they actually. Showed up on. they did it. once. Like American Alpha will be here next week because they didn't show mm-hmm. up the very on the very first uh, post draft SmackDown. They showed up the week after, and on that one they said, "Yeah, American Alpha. Hey, here's a high, Here's a very. Here's some moves that they do, and like them celebrating. But it was mm-hmm. generic as fuck. Like, I mean, okay. it was good for what you needed, but it wasn't in depth at all. Not even close. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought they showed more than just one before they came up to the main roster. Maybe they did, but, but yeah. I just remember them being generic. Like, hey, look at these guys. They got great moves. Not like something where you go, oh, I have a good feeling. Or I have a, not a good feeling, but I have a feeling of what these guys are about or any of that. Yeah, I ague with that part. You know, hey, I'm Jason Jordan. Hey, this is Chad Gable. Hey, you know, I went to the Olympics, or I was qualified for Olympics. Hey, I went, you know, four years, All-American, you Damn. know, something like that. Doing. Point I have is about Dana Brooke. So I, I put yeah. this in one of the one of the groups, and one thing I'll say about it is that, you know, I wonder where she would actually be at right now, how her character be if Emma didn't get hurt. Because to me, it's just this Charlotte thing no, just isn't working out. No. No. I don't like her as a number two. Like yeah, she needs to nope. be the alpha. Yeah, like, she's, and it's not that she's being it's that that it's her being the second to someone. It's that she's the second to someone who treats her like shit. Yeah, she and could I be Charlotte's second, and just be like, oh, maybe she's just buying her time. Be, she's but a she would be the candy, like, I can't take her getting punked out. I can take her yeah. losing a wrestling match, but I can't take her yeah. being punked out physically when, like, there's literally like Nia Jax can physically dominate you probably. But everybody else, 
outside of a wrestling ring where the context is pinning you and making you submit, nobody can just beat you up. Like, there's a reason people don't have backstage skits trying to punk out Braun Strowman. And I'm aware that Alexa Bliss isn't eight feet tall and three houses wide, but still physically, like, she's walking around like Stallone and them and over the top. Like, she's not, you're not running up on, you're not slapping her and then her making a crazy face at you and you walking away. So yep. I don't I don't buy that aspect of what's going on. But she's not going to sell that shot, you know. So, yeah, like, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, she would be in a better spot, one, if she was a, a heavy that didn't get punked out or if she was, you know, the alpha. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I, I, that would have been – can you imagine? So, so she's been on the roster for like four months. Uh, she debuted at the pay-per-view I was at, so May. So she would have had however that long to get over. No, 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 no. Hmm. She debuted to help Charlotte in May. She might have been up on the roster like a few weeks before that. And then Emma got hurt, and then they put her with Charlotte, like literally like two weeks later, three weeks later. Um, but that, that that duo was over, Emma and and and, and Dana. And then they can bring Bailey up to feud with them. She doesn't have yep. to go right to Charlotte. Doesn't have to go right to uh, Sasha uh, wrestling Sasha Banks. She can wrestle Dana Brooke and Emma for two months. Yep. And then Emma is just another good solid with that character too. It was just like she would have mm-hmm. just been another cog. In, the, in that women's division, which would have, you know, helped for sure. So, um, third thing I have, and I know I know you probably already talked about. I've, uh, I haven't been on very long, but um, mm-hmm. so the cruiserweights uh, on Raw, and again, it's, uh, so I went right before I left work, and I went and looked on uh, PW Torch had a poll asking uh, readers about it, and uh, what did you think of the how the cruiserweights were introduced on Monday. And the majority was that they it was either meh or they really disliked the way they were used. And um, I agree, you know, it's just bad where they you know T.J. Perkins wasn't on there. And hey, Travis and Kevin, have you by the way have they said yet or somebody announced or announced or figured out why he wasn't on the show at all live? I haven't heard why or why not. Yeah, I, I have not either. And I talked to Wade earlier and. And we talked about it, and he didn't uh, even allude to why or why not. So I don't think, I don't think he he knew at least this afternoon. Okay. Well, while I like you know Grant Metalik and I like um, Cedric, of course, and Rick Swan and um, Brian Kendrick, I just wish they really had wish they would have had another like um, another a foreign person in there. I guess is the best way to say it because just to show diversity because you had three Americans and then one Mexican, so it's basically a North American, you know. Um, uh, four way and and uh, yeah, let me stick with that part. Yeah, I wish they would have somebody else in there. Um, you know, who to replace? Yeah. is you know is the question for four way. But I wish they would just have a little more diversity in there. And speaking of the fatal four way, I'm you know just like everybody else. I'm sick of three ways for three fatal three um uh, three ways four ways six ways five ways we've had over the last several months. Yeah. But I but I but I think but I think that in this case, you know, as I contradict myself. I think in this case it was okay to get 
you'll have show, show all those guys have a pretty long match or decently long match for TV and show their moves and then have a winner like that. So while I don't necessarily like those, I think for this one instance, it was it was good. And I don't I wouldn't want to say like uh, I've heard a couple people call in and say about oh it's like this is like a TNA X division, you know that this and that. And I'm like you know this is like the first week, so let's not pigeonhole them to that part to that point already. And so, um, the last well, thing I have is this I mean, is what, I'm sorry, we ahead. have history to go by. You remember how yeah. you know it's the same people that booked this division, you know, eight and ten years ago. So, yeah. And I, I know Bruce mentioned this, and this is years ago when um, <clears throat> Dr. Michinoku first won um, when they brought back. Well, this is light heavyweight when they brought the light heavyweight championship back, and, and Taka Michinoku won it. Like within the first, you know two to three months, he was sitting in the car with JBL, and JBL was teaching him how to smoke cigars, and it was like, he was teaching, he was like a little boy, you know, JBL was showing him the ways of the world, like like he was a little boy, and that just pretty much blew that belt, you know, out of the water, because um, it just showed him, you know, not them, them not taking it serious at all. So, yeah, you're right. Who did, who uh, did JBL teach to smoke cigars? Uh, Taka Michinoku. Oh right! Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Here's how. Yeah, yeah. With the I APA, vaguely, vaguely remember that. So the um, last thing I have is a question for you and Cam. And um, since Monday we had a um, a steel cage match, and um, I wanted to know what are what is your favorite? Have, what good memories you have of, of steel cage matches? Now the one I will mention is that um, uh, dating myself. But uh, I had to look at I, I I had to look the date up. I knew the time frame, but it was um, July of 1986, and I never saw this live, but I saw it via videotapes or VHS videotapes. And I still actually have this, yeah. this uh, VCR tape, a compilation VCR tape. I still have it in my house. But it was um, from Madison Square Garden. So it was Randy Savage and Adrian Adamant, uh, Adrian Adamant, Adrian Adamant, sorry, teaming up against Bruno San Martino and Tito Santana. And this series of matches, which is a, a pretty interesting story, have went on for like months before they got to the steel cage. But I remember watching it, watching the videotape, and it's like, it, to me, it was like a, a real good steel, a tag team steel cage match where there was blood, there was, you know, Bruno didn't do a whole lot, but still, you know, he brought the excitement to it, and Savage and Santana were always good. And that's when Adrian, of course, was doing the, the gay gimmick. So, you know, he was way overweight, but he still kind of, he still bounced around a lot with Tito and Bruno. So that's my uh, favorite steel cage match that I saw on videotape. Or, yeah, it's just my hmm. favorite. Well, one that immediately comes to mind for me, and it pro- might be a little unfair because of all the things surrounding it, it was the two out of three falls match that I voted match of the year that year. Or maybe I voted it second because I was a piece of shit and voted angle uh, uh Shane as match of the year, um, but the month before in May, at, at like whatever the May Paper Judgment Day or something, it was like a, before the two man power trip was formed. It was like what, why that was formed because they took each other to the limit, Austin and Triple H, and two out of three falls, normal match, some kind of weapons, you know, hardcore sort of match, and then third match was a steel and then cage the match. Mm-hmm. And the cage came down, and they still had weapons inside, chairs and sledgehammer and shit. 
and the final spot was them hitting each other with the weapons at the same time, and Austin just landed on the mat first, and Triple H landed on top of him, or her arm draped around him, or over him, and uh, got the win that way. And then they went on and did the two-man power trip for the next couple of weeks, because then uh, Triple H got hurt. Uh, toward a quad the first time. So uh, that comes to mind. Again, might not be fair. Cam, anything immediately come to mind as far as favorite cage matches? Um, My favorite cage match oh, and probably. Yeah, probably uh, probably Rock Triple H on Raw. Uh, I think it was from the number one contendership. Um, when Triple H was still with China, they had a great uh, – Raw cage match. The best part I remember from that, Triple H was out the cage. Rock grabbed Triple H by his hair. And, you know, <laughs> Triple H's hair. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going far. You're not going far down from that. Um, you know, there's, uh, what, Kurt Angle Benoit on uh, on Raw in the cage, which is really good. Um, hey, Cam, I heard you say uh, Kurt Angle. I didn't hear the second name. I, I, yeah, fair. Um, so, yeah, there were, there were those guys on Raw. Um and that's probably about high up there. Like, of course, I enjoyed some of the War Games matches for what they were, um, not necessarily as like a, a match per se. I thought I actually thought Hogan Macho Man was was a good um, like early NWO cage match. Um, you know, fan jumped in, he got his ass whooped. Uh, but yeah, no, I probably go. Um, I'm probably going Rock Triple H as far as the. Uh, like my favorite one that I could think of that I saw. So yeah. All right. Nice gentlemen. Well, I uh, hope you both have a real good night, and uh, I will uh, talk to you later. All right, All right man. man. Sounds you. good. Okay. okay. All right. Let me get Rich on the line real quick. Rich, you got a preview for for uh, VIP? Yep. Uh, I was going to say, I, I don't know if anyone has Boris's contact info, but I was going to try to send him my buddy D. Palm's podcast on the history of the Ghost Riders. Uh, but as far as the VIP tip goes, uh, I'm just, I'm looking at the He's WWE still listening, so. Oh, cool. If you want yeah, to Boris, so if you tweet the East Coast cast or Travis or Cam or me, I'm at r.deuce. It's probably easier to just, if you're on Twitter, uh, message one of them, I can send you the link to my buddy Daniel Palmer's uh, podcast. It's a really cool history of, like, the comic stuff that happened with Ghost Rider. And you're right, he is, like, a CD-level character, but I think a lot of the stories, especially because I've been trying to pimp out the uh, Marvel Unlimited, once you get that, you can read the entire runs of things, and that kind of gives you a really good depth and breadth when these characters show up on the screen. Is yeah. this um is this one is this one of their character corners? It is in fact. Okay, Travis, I I highly recommend these character corners. Um they just uh they get really in depth about like specific characters. Like they have um they did I think my favorite stuff, they did three different ones on the different rogues galleries for uh Spider Man, the Flashes and Batman, which are really good, like learning about the villains and stuff. These are these are very informative. They tell you like what runs to go read to get in depth on these characters. So yeah, their character corner stuff is really good. No, and I'm totally uh, not discounting your uh, you guys' suggestions. I just don't care about Ghost Rider to to do that. 
Did I? Did oh no, I, but I, I Cam's point is, did I say the character yeah. corner? So. Oh, yeah, like you said, said period. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Pussy. Oh, flash. Why did you say that? They're, they're very good. They're very informative. Yeah, and they're a chance. I my, recommend for the upcoming season that we're doing, like the Flash one is probably going to be really good to kind of to kind of look at because it's it's very smart and very very detailed, and it's going to help with like these characters coming up that I wasn't super familiar with, but I got really informed about them. So yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Richie, Richie, you know how I am with you know Ghost Rider and these you know lower level C list uh, heroes, you know. So listen, listen. They're lower-level C-list heroes. I'm just a dude named Rich. This is just my week as far as things are concerned. Lower-level heroes. Yeah. It's all right. Hashtag all heroes matter. Wow. <laughs> where's oh, where's Squirrel Girl right now? Right. See, people are already trying to cut people over Squirrel Girl being cast as uh, the girl from uh, uh, Pitch Perfect instead of a more curvy girl. Was Squirrel Girl in the comics curvy? Is that the point? Yeah, she's like super curvy and like kind of short. She's built more like an average girl than like uh, uh, Kendrick Anna Kendrick. Oh, oh wait, yeah, I saw her in the uh, in the fanfic uh, all new all different Avengers annual. <laughs> she was she was in that one in some kind of uh, brief brief thing, but I did see her. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Wait, wait, Darrell, you're making Oh, yeah, we're come. definitely. I just ahead, saw Darrell's tweet to you. The new Ghost Rider has only been around for six comics who made his debut at the end of the new 52 and is now in his only rebirth. That's DC, bro. What? Ghost Rider <laughs> with a Y? Who the fuck is that? Flow Rider. Flow Rider, yeah. <laughs> Rider Strong. <laughs> Rider, that would be the TNA version of Ghost Rider. Rider Strong Rider. is in the Impact Zone. There you go. Why and is that a real character in DC? Ghost Rider with a Y? No, no, no. Oh, I so don't know what my man making shit up or about. he's drunk. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's drunk. He on that. He on that henny. I've been drinking. Stay on that henny. So on that on the uh, tangle ray. So. All right, Rich, we'll uh, definitely get into, uh, we'll have some comic stuff to talk about, even though we kind of got, sort of kind of got that our system the other night. Um, yeah, see, uh, Cam, we talked for like, I finally came out of my comic book closet and revealed to Travis this Ghost Rider is my favorite Marvel character. Yeah. Hey. And I blew through a bunch of, uh, a, bu- a bunch of Ant-Man, and I read a bunch of shit over the weekend that I, you know, in the move had just kind of got backed up, and I'm expecting my 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 monthly haul in the next week or two, so I didn't want to be all uh, backed up. But I had I got in one of those modes where I was uh, into reading, um, <laughs> not what Cam wanted me to read, but what I think people <laughs> will find interesting, you know. Um, Rich, you you and I as, as as men of faith, even if it may be different different levels and degrees, I think that the comics that I find most interesting, and not just comics, but a lot of mediums, are things that deal with you know religion on some type of level, 
So that's literally that, what Travis and I were talking about. Ghost yeah. Rider. Yeah, Rich exactly. About exactly. Yeah, why he was in. So, yeah, so I can see you being super into Ghost Rider the way like you know Preacher and Lucifer and stuff like that like really do it for me. And then like Nightcrawler as a Marvel character is super fascinating to me. So so no, I, I did. I definitely understand. Oh, I shoot. I had to have, and my mom, this is like me at age 13, blew her mind because she saw the Ghost Rider. Because, like I, I told Travis, Ghost Rider is the only comic book series I have from the very beginning to the very end yeah. in terms of the the second volume with Danny Ketch. So she would see me buying these, and she finally like sat me down and was like, look, this looks like very occultish, and mm-hmm. what's in it? I was like, listen, I like this dude because of, this is what he stands for. This is what happened to him. This is what he's dealing with in the spiritual world. This is what he's dealing with in the real. So that, all right, you good? Off you go. Yeah, yeah. As long as I found that, like, as long as you can kind of explain, you know, what draws you in, they kind of respect it to a point. I, I but I, you know, we're a little bit too old um, to be like the kids who couldn't play with Pokemon because they're demons, but Digimon are all of a sudden okay because they sell less. So yeah, that's that's a whole different conversation yeah. for another time. It's, but yeah, it's so really sure more it's oh go ahead Travis I'm sorry no it's just I I I really I really oh, God. like as far as like with music no 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 I'm gonna make it quick with music and I'm not gonna get in any rants like I like hearing other people recognize like Carl he makes he's a music producer my old roommate so he makes mm-hmm. beats he collabs with people he raps a little bit and so. He just has an immediate ear and eye for He was like, oh, you really love stuff that has really strong, um, like that, pat, that's real emphatic, uh, I don't know what it was called, he, he, he had a name for it. And it's like, and you realize like, oh, shit, I do have a type, that is my jam, and I didn't recognize that in myself. So it's the same, like, with you guys talking about Ghost Rider and, and Lucifer and, and, and Preacher and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's, like, if, if I get into it, if somebody puts me on, like, with Preacher or something, sure, I can, I can, get, I can enjoy it, but that's not something that I'm necessarily going to find on my own and get into it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I will find, well, I find it on my own, but will be drawn to is well, the Ultimates. And like overly sciencey kind of shit and problem solving kind of stuff, and it's just like, man, this stuff really lit. And people that love X Men, I know Shahid, that's his shit. He's like into like justice is like his shit. You know, not that they're all not based around justice in some form, but you know, the X Men has their own like twist and identity kind of stuff that it's like really a. A, a really a uh, a uh, an exercise in 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 personality development. Like like okay, what are you into? Which what comics are you into? You ask a person that you just meet, you can probably get a general idea of their personality. Oh yeah, I mean to yep. your point there, the first thing like, I why do you, when you like, said why do I like Ant Man so much? Because he's a fucking loser, but he has his great heart and he's. Smart. He's and, still a scientist. You know, He's a electrical engineer. That life happens to right. him. Right. It you know, total, total underachiever. Always taking the easy way out. And it's like, oh yeah, sounds familiar. You know, and and you know, like no wonder I'm, you know, you know, drawn to this guy or or any other underdog type character 
whether it's self, uh, you know, like him, it's just kind of self-imposed, or or Spider Woman, Jessica Drew, because she's a woman and she was pregnant for you know time and whatever it might be. It's it's really really interesting to go into the psychology of of that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. that's all a little side sidebar. I mean, I when you mentioned X Men, the first thing that popped up in my brain, like one of those like Rorschach tests or uh, the word association. As soon as you said X Men, I love the X Men. I don't like the movies, and Shahid knows that, so I'm not going to jump into that. But as soon as you said X Men, I thought of God Loves Man Kills, and that to me was the storyline because that you know, again just, was another. I actually just bought that uh, Friday, um, so like I sat there and read it. Uh... Where was I? I said, matter of fact, I was waiting on Shahid, and I was waiting on Travis because he wasn't there. I was waiting on Shahid to show up for happy hour, and I sat in my car and read the entire God Loves Man Kills on Friday, and it's just, it's so good. It's oh, that's so a title. Good. Yeah, it's a storyline yeah. that happened in the 80s. It was one of the most seminal X-Men things. It was the creation of uh, the X-2 with William Stryker, the guy who wanted to get rid of all the mutants and stuff. His mm-hmm. son... Well, he you basically mean, uh, murdered his wife and son after he found out his son was going to be a mutant. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And then he becomes basically, and this is the the 80s, this is like 82, 83, he basically becomes a televangelist instead of in the movies a politician, but later he does do that, where he's saying, like, God tells me our mission in life is to exterminate every mutant off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then he does this. So, I mean, this is stuff coming up with the debate. He has a debate on television with Professor Xavier about what the purpose of mutants on Earth is. In his opinion, mm. it's God's way of showing the world what failure and what basically abominations look like. And so you could take that and you can go like Travis hates pew pew. But you could put that with gay people. You could put that with people of color. You could put that with people who just don't look like you, and that fits. So when you see that in 1982 or you buy it in 2016, there is someone in that comic shop that's going to nod and be like, yep. Yep. Yo, fish leg for the win. I don't know when he posted this an hour ago. Uh, It's a meme of Randy Orton. I hear voices in my head. They tell me to deactivate my Twitter account and stop tweeting about racism and political protests. What a piece of shit. We'll definitely talk about that. I, I wanted to get into that uh, with Cam, but I'm yeah. glad we did. Uh, you guys have thing. fun. <laughs> so, all right, that uh, that does it uh, for for us here on the live portion uh, here, and a little extra here. Um, but me and Rich will be back in a matter of seconds for you VIP folks. Uh, it'll probably be two hours from now, but uh, we'll see. Rich, I'll uh, hit you up on the text. I gotta, I gotta eat. So I'm going to heat up. Yeah, heavy you'll be. Real meals, too. I cooked the other day, and I got like three A's worth of like good quality leftovers. But see, know. that's the Abdul Hadi yeah. rule. If you don't take a picture of your food, it didn't happen. I, well, I took a picture of it the pre-meal before I cooked it. It was all just, you know, pack of pork chops, corn, and string beans in the past. Oh, see, that's good. But you go with, like, take a picture yeah, of from the dirt. The beginnings of it, I appreciate. But you know, I saw the one picture Shahid put up of those fish, that fish salad, and I've never wanted a fish salad in my life. And I'm like, man, I I could go for a fish salad. He's doing some sugar-free, process-free thing, right? I don't know what he's. Yes, he is. But I don't know the pictures he's taken. 
like he really might be in the wrong line of work. He was complaining like, he, he might eat cheesecake. Dreaming of cheesecake, and then he couldn't, you know, you know. I can eat cheesecake. Matter of fact, make me one. Shit. Keep, you can uh, <laughs> get your fix of the actual, or uh, get out the urge to make one. Make it. So you could be his sin eater. Yeah. Yeah, anything you don't want? All that sugar and process? I got you. You know, because cause we friends, and we look out for each other. He's like, hey, man, you don't need to eat that cheesecake. I got you. Now, why don't you go make me some uh, sarsaparilla and a nice little daiquiri to go with it? Sarsaparilla? All right, on that note, that's Rich. (laughs) That's Cam. We'll talk to you all next week.